What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Call to Action Live, our flagship show here on the Call to Action podcast or Call to Action Network, whatever we want to call ourselves this week. Today we are here. We're going to do a little bit of reviewing. We're going to do a little bit of previewing and everything else we can do that's in between. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? You never know. But we do have a couple of friends here with me. I am PLD, as you know. It's me. It's me. It's PLD, the homie. And I'm here with my one of my favorite co-hosts of all. You're all my favorite co-hosts. I feel weird saying that because you're all my favorites. I love you all. But the first one here to my right is the lovely Miss Kelseykins. How are you doing today, girl? I'm I'm fine. I'm klutzy. If just y'all know, I went on a walk, which don't go outside right now because bad things will happen, such as you'll trip over a path you've gone on a hundred times and mess up your foot and your knee. So I'm in pain, but otherwise I'm fine. But Happy she's to be here. Here, that's, but I'm that's- here. I'm rallying. Right there. That's a good thing <laughs> for you. A little pain never hurts anybody. That's right. Yeah. I just say that's a Gucciism. A little pain never hurts anybody. <laughs> Put that in the book. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my other lovely co-host I have tonight, Miss Alex Mack. How are you doing today, girl? I'm good. I, I bought myself a new eyeliner, so I'm all excited to wear it. Well, speaking of eyeliner, did anybody happen to watch the great action stream today? I watched a little bit of it. I got home at the very end of it. Well, if you haven't, you all should go back, watch the Action Industry stream today. Today was the result of the general debate. On Action Industry, we do the general debate every other week where our Action Army generals debate movies. Um, there's some of them are on Team Guy, some of them are on Team Bateman. And the loser always gets to do something uh, fun and embarrassing. And Team Bateman lost. And uh, AJ Lancaster was the captain of the team. So they both did a makeup tutorial. Uh, that was actually one of the most fun action streams I ever got to produce. I got to sit back and just let them go to town. And it was glorious. So it was check it out. Check it out tonight. But <laughs> Definitely go check it out. <laughs> but tonight, tonight we are here to talk Shmodown as usual. So let's get right into it. We'll do a small reviews of that week that happened if you want to get uh, more in depth. Alex broke down uh, the first match that we'll talk about the William the Beast Bibiani versus Liz Shannon Miller. Um, and then on uh, next day, I think all three, Alex and Danny and I, I believe, were there. We broke down uh, the second one there. The other one, I think, Snyder versus Riley. Uh, so those are, we had more in depth. This is just kind of our quick uh, little reviews in case you missed those. So let's quickly talk first to uh, Liz Shannon Miller and the Beast Bibiani. What a fucking match that was. Uh, I was just impressed to the nines of that one. Liz Shannon Miller has been kind of underrated for a while. She went through a good, good run in the beginning of her career, stumbled a little bit, but really only against like two people who are on big runs themselves, Paul Yam and Ben Bateman. And now she's back and she's, you couldn't be more impressive than what she did yesterday. You got spinner's choice. She got spinner's choice. I mean, sorry. She's got opponent's choice. Bibbs got spinner's choice and she still wins the match. Uh, there's, there's haven't been very many more impressive wins. I think in this case, given what she was doing, who she was facing and how, and the circumstances she was facing. What do you guys think about that one? Kels? I absolutely loved this match, not only because of the quality of gameplay, but also there were so many cats Oh, so many cats in this stuff, and it was—it just made me happy. <laughs> well, as you know, the action cats are they—they they, they loom large on Call of Duty. There's one right over there. Yeah, <laughs> right over there too. Alex always just one roaming around. I'm <laughs> no, not back here. They're not in the bedroom. <laughs> Surprisingly, they're not here yet because this yeah. is the kind of this is the, the match you should be here for. What did you think of the match, there, Alex? Yeah, it was definitely by far one of my favorite virtual matches we've had this season, to be honest. Um, no, Going into it, obviously, I knew it was going to be a great match because we're with two really 
great competitors. So I knew it was going to definitely be a top notch for sure. Um, but I mean, I, I believe going into it, I going into it, I was like, it's bibs, it's bibs here, obviously. Right. <laughs> and um, and I was very surprised in those five pointers were intense they're really kicking it up a notch when it came to when it's coming to these uh five pointers for sure oh yeah absolutely it is it seemed like it's kind of like i felt like going to the tournament players get on this kind of role and it seems like it almost seems like it's destiny that they're going to do something special i believe chance is not one of those people who is on that role i felt like bibs is one of the ones who's kind of on that role destined to have like big championship matches and here they are. Both of them get stopped by Liz Miller. Liz Miller. Just, she's, she's breaking brackets left and right. I mean, thank you, Ben Rainer, right there. Ben Rainer with the five dollar. Thank you very much, Ben. So I guess you could say they needed beauty to slay the beast, right? Oh, no, I, I love that. That's a great. I one. like that too. Guess That's that good. what it is. Uh, Liz Chandler is a delight, by the way. If you ever want to go back, we just had her on Chill Action uh, last Sunday, and that was a great, great talk. She was very open about a lot of things and uh, a lot of. A lot of uh, stuff that she likes, and uh, if you ever want to talk about X Files or Star Trek, and she's uh, that's the one to go to. There's a lot of talking about that, so a lot, a lot of fun though. But um, I'm looking forward to see is she someone who could potentially win this whole thing? I, I, I think she could potentially win this whole thing. I don't know how we feel about that, but uh, what do you guys think? Well, I had Chance winning it all, and she beat him, and then I kind of was like, maybe, maybe it's gonna be Bibbs. And she beat him. So honestly, at this point, yeah, I, I think I have her winning it because she's beaten everybody I thought was going to win it. Also, <laughs> that's true. She's, <laughs> she's still got a couple of big, big matches left that she's going to win. But what do you think, Alice? What do you think her chances are? Um, I the the more I see her, the more I'm like, you know what? I probably might put money on Liz right now. I really, really would. I do think that she personally, again, you know, in a very similar conversation with. Uh, you know, Adam, we haven't really seen Adam on the defense so far this season, you know, um, and Brendan Meyer, I just never know what to expect with him. He's just like a ball of energy, a ball of uh, knowledge. It's crazy. And he, he proves every single match, um, you know, obviously not just as a team, but as a singles competitor. So um, I wouldn't be surprised with either because they're both fantastic, but I think Liz has either one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. who do you think it might come down to Ethan versus Liz, to be honest? That's like my final two right now. Honestly. Alex, you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead of the game here. Let's just Sorry, one last time. But you know what? I will follow your audible a little bit. Too, but let's talk about, instead of the other match, let's preview the uh, Collins-Meyer match. We were just talking about that. As who's going to face Liz? I want to agree with you. I think Collins is also one of those people now. It almost seems like the destiny thing has shifted to him in a way because he's won so many ma like so many matches in a row. And again, you said it before, he hasn't even been in the third round yet. Um, and I've heard some, you know, I said this before at one point. I said I wanted to see him face some adversity. I want to see him come, like, see what happens when he falls behind a little bit. Um, I've got some pushback from a couple other shows who have said that. I know, like, Orlando has said that on one of their shows. Uh, I think Justin Hamilton said it too when they said that. You know, you can only answer the questions you put in front of you. That he has proven himself already, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I just want to say, I'm not saying he hasn't proven himself. I'm not saying that this is like mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not slamming him at all. And I don't think mm -hmm. he needs to prove anything at this point. I just want to see it. I just want to see it because it's different to say. 
I think he does honestly have stuff to prove because he's never going to be in the conversation of, or any rookie for that matter, is never going to be in the conversation of a really great competitor until we see him tested with a really great uh, competitor that is also giving them their all. And let's face it, with these competitors, Lon and Roca, they played not just they, they played actively not great. <laughs> Lon, he, I don't think he cracked 10 points, maybe 11. Uh, Roca, the same. He got like one question right on his strength of Westerns. And like he, well, thing is, well, he, he got like one or two. But thing is, he, that, yeah, he didn't do great overall. And, uh, you know, so we haven't really, so whoever, people that he goes up against, you know, just don't do well. And it's mm-hmm. not it's not so much doing well against other competitors. I feel like it's they just don't do well for themselves, I guess, if that makes sense. Well, uh, it does make sense. The other thing I wanted to add about that is that this is something that can't last forever. He's going to eventually yeah. face a three. Mm-hmm. He's going to get in a third round against somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. and, who, and somebody on this list, probably. Because if he his next couple of matches, even if he wins, let's say he does win his next couple of matches, he's got to beat Meyer. He's got to then beat Miller. And he's going to have to beat someone like Nathan Irwin. Uh, and then eventually, if he goes through the tournament and wins the tournament, he's going to have to face Dan fucking Merle. And I tell you what, Dan Merle's going to take the third round. Nobody else will. So, I mean, it's going to happen. I just want to – I would not be there when it's happened. I'm not going to crown him the victor over anything until I see him actually get those full-on bits. Because you're right. He faced Roka, which would be a great challenge, but Roka didn't play quite as well as he, he usually does. Lon didn't have the best game. Let's see him against somebody who's on his game like they like he is. That's why I almost was – I wanted to see – before Liz, I wanted to see Bibbs versus Collins because I thought Bill and since the, the run Bibbs had been on, mm-hmm. Bibbs is doing perfect games almost. That's the kind of person I want to throw up against Collins at this point. But Liz played so well, maybe Liz is going to be that player instead. But maybe it's going to be Meyer because Meyer has been no slouch either. What do you think, Kels? Yeah, I think the, the Meyer match with uh, Collins is going to be – I think it's going to be the first time we actually see him answer a three-round three question. I think – I don't think he's going to uh, TKO Meyer. And – it. The kid I feel is fully capable of beating him. I really do. But Collins, just from what I've seen in the two first two rounds he does, I see him winning. I, I do. I think he is an unstoppable force. I feel like he does have the knowledge to be able to take all three questions in the third round. I just want to see it first. <laughs> I almost want to say that, like I, like you said before, and like I kind of sort of said, it was like destiny for chance. It was, he lost. There was Denver Bibbs who lost. I almost feel like that it slipped it out of Collins's thing. Possibly, is he going to lose now, or does he have to wait and face Liz, Liz Shannon Miller before he loses? Maybe Liz Shannon Miller is the best killer at this point. Um, if I had to pick one, I think I'd lean, I do lean Collins at this point as well. I think Meyer shaken, and if Collins is as perfect as he's been. That could shake Meyer a little bit because uh, he gets a little anxious, a little into it on his own. With Bibbs, he seems to have Bibbs seems to calm him down a little bit, just just enough to kind of keep his head. When he's on his own, it's a little bit different. But so with that in mind, I think I will I will take Collins in this match. What's your prediction, Alex? Um, just to go against you guys, I'm going to go with Brendan Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> 
everything you're saying it's just that in all of his other matches um adam collins admittedly so he also did get all of his strengths um i uh, i know ann hathaway is he's that was like a slice he was very vocal about in the family he said that he's always considered a strength um there was another one i can't remember what he uh got for the horror one off the top of my head but i remember him in a post interview saying yeah that's definitely a category i was like i'm 90 percent sure i am gonna get that question and so we haven't really seen him tested on not just the third round but we haven't really seen him get an opponent's choice or anything like that but i feel like things like that are just going to be inevitable once he plays more matches and i am just excited to, to see more of him as a character as well yeah uh i would give you more shit about just choosing against us because just because but i i can't deny because honestly speaking i i it really is a toss-up uh my, my leaning towards collins i could be swayed either way and it depends on the mm -hmm. hour really yeah, literally can picture either one of them winning. So I was a devil's advocate for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. I, they both would be good stories too, which is I like to see. And I don't mean stories in like not storyline, but they're both good stories. Collins winning is a good story for the rookie. Meyer getting a little further after his drubbing last year in the singles tournament by Bayman. That is a good story, also getting him there. Mm -hmm. Seeing Myers get to face Bibiani would have been a great story, but now without Bibbs in the tournament. I think I'm gonna go back to Liz, Liz versus Collins. Let's have that. Let's have that match for me. But okay, uh, unless we have anything else on that one, when we move on to recap the other side of the bracket, we had Jeff Snyder versus Mark Riley, and I mentioned this when we did our breakdown. It was great to see uh, an old school matchup. Uh, we had a lot of rookies this year, a lot of like newcomers or first year or second year players. These are guys you take it back to the beginning of the league, back when it was just uh, you know uh, on the couch. I mean, it's not a little bit after Riley. Riley, they were right from the beginning when he was on the couch during a segment of Schmoe's No before it actually became an actual thing. Uh, so I love to see when these old guys who have come, how far they've come, we're into the new league now. Um, and they're good friends, they're great friends. Riley has been, I wouldn't say struggling, but in, he's in, inconsistent, but had a little new life. He beat Video Drew, he beat uh, Perry Emerov. He had some good run. He had a good run with them. Uh, I was interested to see what this was going to be. Snyder seems to. Despite his non-studying, just seems to know enough. He always seems to just know enough. I don't know if that's a luck yep. thing, or it's going to run out, or if it's just bluster. I don't know what it is, but he's just he's been on a run again. Gets past Balayama. I mean, that's a big one for him. Uh, avenging New York. Uh, so I was very excited to see Riley versus Snyder, and the match did not disappoint for me. Uh, it does seem like I, I'm happy to say, as a Riley fan myself, I'm a big Riley fan. When he's like when I first. Before, I think he, was, he was the first guy that I actually read before in the showdown before team action came along. I think that Riley actually played a good game overall. You took away two, the one big question in round two and the, the one miss in round one, and he played a good game. It, Snyder just, just beat him. It wasn't like he like got trashed. Uh, I know I know he got TKO, but that five-pointer he had was a fucking hard five-pointer. Uh, but he played well. So I, I'm glad to see, even though he lost into the tournament, he still played well. He could hang his hat out. He could still hang in this league and do something. And then he got Snyder on the other hand. Snyder is just, uh, he's a great personality. I love seeing him. Him. He's always entertaining. Uh, what, did you, what did you think, Alex? 
Um, something walking away from that match is, you know, I, I definitely think we should, that should be a conversation is, is Riley going to be a comeback competitor of the year? Um, I don't know if he's going to win, but definitely could be in the conversation as far as like nominations, because let's face it, when it comes, when it came to, when we looked at Finstock exchanges, the roster of competitors, a singles competitors that's going to go into this tournament, no one thought Riley was going to do the best. <laughs> No one thought he was going to be the last one standing. And that's not a slight against him. It's just that, you know, he was also in the same faction as Roka, who was going up against the rookie and, you know, you know, things like that. So no one um, against, you know, Riley that we haven't really seen him in singles all that much, you know, outside of his uh, singles match against Janine earlier this year. Um now, I, I do think that Snyder, he's, I think this might be, I think something, well, this is something that um, Frankie Numbers, he even mentioned that this could be the start of this, like the Snyder sauce, you know, and I do think, honestly, we might be in that situation. If the odd couple succeeds, is you know, riding on this momentum, I wouldn't really be surprised if this is a, if he might end up also be a comeback competitor of the year. Uh, yeah, it's a good call. I think Riley. I think Riley does not win comeback player, but I do think he gets the win by getting nominated. He could be that fifth nomination. Yes, guy. nominated. That's, that's perfectly fine. Uh, that's a perfectly good call. Snyder being comeback player of the year. I haven't really considered that. I don't know what he did this year versus last year. I didn't think he didn't replay singles much last year, except for the. I mean, New York was last year, so he lost to he lost to New York, he lost to the championship match against so, Oyama. Yeah, so I don't know if he really come back from that. He had one lost in the year. But I guess I mean I could see he, ten, but Yeah, he lost against so uh, he lost to Oyama and I could have sworn he had a, another singles match before the end of that year, but I could be wrong. Um and he also uh, the odd couple also lost against who's the boss earlier this year. So um he oh he lost to Ethan Irwin. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, um, at the beginning of the year and it really, so he wasn't in the conversation as like, you know, veterans that are like doing amazing. So, yeah. Elias, just your cool people and doing cool things. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate the donation and appreciate you being here. Thanks very much, guys. If anybody wants to throw in more super chats, of course, they get priority read and streamlabs.com slash call to action podcast. We have that up as well. In case you want to ask us any questions, that will be prioritized. Uh, Kelsey, what do you think about Snyder moving on from Riley? Did you use it mm -hmm. that we expected to happen? Is that what you wanted to happen? What I, I had pegged that slide because he's on just he's been on fire recently. I had him beating Riley, I thought it was going to be a close match, which it was to be frank. Off, I did not watch the match, that was when I was face down in gravel when that came out, so I missed the match, but I do know how it ended and everything like that. Uh, so I, I did have Snyder winning and. So it didn't surprise me, but you know, I love Riley. Riley's one of my favorite competitors. I've been a fan since Wolves of Steel. That was my first team that I fell in love with. So I always want to see good things happen with Riley, but Snyder's on fire right now. So I could I really could see him going further. Maybe we'd have him a beat against whoever wins uh um beat Irwin and things like that. It could happen. Irwin, uh, man. Ben Rainer again, another destination from Ben. Thank you. Could Snyder be double belted by the end of the season? He could be. Um, I would argue against it. I don't think it's gonna happen because um, I don't. I don't see him winning the singles tournament and beating Dan Merle at this point. I just don't think he's quite at that level. Snyder, if you're watching, I'm sorry. I love you, brother, but I don't think it's quite out. He's quite there. He's got too many stumbling blocks. I can see it happen. Could it happen? Absolutely. But I'd put it on the lower end of the scale of possibility. I'd say there's a a 15% chance. That's what I would say. I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that? About Snyder being double belted? 
I don't put anything past Snyder. I, I think there's other competitors in the league. I could see it happening before Snyder. But if it happened, I wouldn't be like shocked. I'd be like, okay, Snyder's just all player in teams and singles. He's double ulted now. But I do think there's strong. There's what's more likely to happen with other players at the moment. I think we well, got to got to consider also now that we're running down. We only have a few people left who could do it because of the singles tournament. Mm-hmm. Although I, I do find it weird. I want to touch base with this really really quick. Is that it seems like everybody's saying like Ben Babin said his season's over. Maybe they all know something we don't. But the singles match is over. When the team match is over, I feel like there's going to be a few more matches between now and spectacular. Like we have the corruption, for example, corruption versus Zam. We're going to have undercards and things like that. Is there potential we could have a few more singles matches that might do something, or do you think maybe maybe there'll be fun matches? I don't. I don't know. There could be like a, you mean like the Genie Warhammer match where right. it wasn't necessarily part of a tournament. Right. So we still could have a few random other matches coming up, I think. That could happen. We have a couple months between now and Spectacular. Yeah, why not? I'm I'm a person that I for me that there has to be a reason behind everything. And if there's not a reason, I'm like, why? <laughs> Honestly, but that's just me. Well, that's the thing. I understand that. But I mean, also, I mean, like when it comes to like putting together fun matches like this, you know, the reason why we had like, uh, I'm super happy we had a war, uh, war, uh, war, not Warhammer. That's not the right thing. Warfather yeah. versus Deneen uh, match. I love that match. It was a great match. You know, I was just like, this is not a necessary match, but it's a fun match to have. You know, um, the thing is, if you're going to have a competitor like Ben Bateman involved for any reason, it's going to be a thing. And there's going to be a reason behind it. There's going to be a storyline or something. And so it's not it's with Ben Bateman being a competitor that he is. It's never just going to be for fun. Okay. It's potential. I just threw. I picked Ben, maybe not out of the thin air because I watched him earlier today. That's what I was thinking. But I was, I, Ben is on Paul's mind after all is, that. that picture of Ben. Mm-hmm. Was, that, that lipstick in the pouting. Paul's he was like that. Different light. Ben, and Warhammer is, is that a game that uh, your boy, your boy plays there, Alex. He used to play uh, Warhammer quite a bit. Not as much right now. Um, we actually went to the Warhammer like uh, headquarters museum. Uh, like we went there when we stopped by in Nottingham when we were in the UK for our honeymoon. So uh, yeah. that's where I figured you're getting Warhammer from. That's what I was thinking. I know he plays. Oh, yeah, of, he, yeah. Lucas hasn't played Warhammer Hammer like uh, 40k in ages. Uh, okay, um, but let's uh, bring it bring it back then to the preview of the other match. We got Ethan Irwin versus Tom. Um, this is going to be a fun, fun match. I can't wait to see the character of Tom and the character. And I don't know, not really a character, but how Ethan composes Ethan. himself. Yeah. like a non-character in a way. Uh, will Tom shake Ir- Irwin? I can't see Tom shaking Irwin. I think Irwin I is unflappable. So. I think you could throw anything up that Irwin's like, yeah, all right, cool. All right, cool. You're dead? All right, cool. <laughs> sure. I'm in the night. You need help? I'll show you that. <laughs> I'm I'm a producer. We are we we connect the right people. We make things happen. Okay, that's what I do. You want to bury the body? I can help you bury that body. After I talk to Benzo Washington, then I'll come talk to you. I'll get you that location. Plus, you need only 13 acres to bury a body. So, you know, you don't have to look far. Christopher Atkinson, good to see in here. I had my money on bibs, but I guess I have to go with Ed Harris now. This shit stops now. Thanks, guys, and needful things. Christopher, I don't know if you watch this very often, but if, if you don't, 
you just said you just wormed your way right into my heart, my brother. You're right, right Stop sucking up to Paul, everybody. He doesn't need it. No. <laughs> That's, a movie. That's a great movie that Harris is in. Is that thing. Needful Things the Stephen King adaptation? I've read the book. I haven't seen the movie, but the book's and, and, really good. And he's, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's fun. With, uh, Which one? Needful, Needful Things. Things. It's uh, Max von Sydow is the devil comes to the town, and Ed Harris is the sheriff of the town, and uh, he slowly takes over. It's cool. It's, it's, it's a good thing. I'll take your word for it. It doesn't sound remotely familiar, though. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, Dean Ed Harris would win the tournament probably. Um, <laughs> Paul had his way; it would happen somehow. <laughs> all I was at Harris slice. That's all I was at Harris slice. Uh, but anyway, Ethan Irwin versus Tom. Uh, I do want to say because they both are very solid, solid competitors. Um, very, I, I want they both have a very broad base of knowledge. Um, if I had to pick somebody, I got to say that I got to give it to Ethan. I gotta give it to Ethan. I think he's a little more inflappable than Tom. Tom has proven to be a little—I uh, can't say shaky. It's not the right word. He's still winning, um, but in his singles matches, he doesn't seem as godlike as Superman-like in a way. He kind of feels like he's seen a couple of holes here or there that quite, quite aren't there. That I think that Ethan can get through. Uh, what do you guys think? I've kind of been saying it for a while that I think Tom has not been in singles what we have kind of before the season started anticipated him being like in singles. Uh, I do think he thrives in teams and that's kind of where his thing has been. And then Ethan's just the same beast at all times. Like you said, he's unfal He's just calm. He's relaxed. He doesn't get shaken. He knows what he knows and he knows a ton. And I just can't, I have a hard time seeing anyone beat Ethan, to be honest. It's, it's a hard battle. And I feel like Tom's, Record so far hasn't shown what I think I can see to be Ethan. So I do have Ethan winning. I guess, Alice, you're going to vote against us and go with Tom because we said Ethan. No, I'm actually going to go with Ethan uh, 100%. Um, because Tom in particular, I again, I, I think it comes down to I do think same as um, I, I love Kate. I kind of mentioned it before. I, I, I do think. Tom, I think he's very flappable, you know, character and stuff aside, he is very human. He is a very alive human. And he's had issues and uh, he's had issues where he kind of flips up and that kind of hangs on him a little bit, you know, kind of, you know, and he has a hard time kind of kind of keeping up with that. There's like been a handful of moments here and there where if you look closely, he 100% drops his character. Um, so, and Ethan, it's like it's like trying to slap granite. Nothing's gonna happen, you know. <laughs> it's like it's like it, it's immobile, you know. Um, so I, I do think that you know, as talented and amazing as Tom is, I honestly ha would have to give it to Ethan. I can with that. I can give with that. Uh, again, that's 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 what we're I want to say real quick. We do have a stream lapse uh, from Alice again. Uh, thank you, Alias, again, doting and saying here's the 30% that YouTube would have taken because I was a dill and forgot to have Streamlabs. You thank have you. That. I appreciate that. You have to do that. You're very generous. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, of course. Uh, <laughs> that would be good. I'd love to get it. Sorry, Des. Uh, that That's needed. Um, okay, so both have, we all have Erwin winnings. So therefore, we mm -hmm. all think that Erwin's going to face Snyder. Let's uh, just quickly touch on that. What do you feel about that match if that happens? I I do feel like Ethan would win that match. I think if Luck is on Snyder's side and Ethan just has a bad day, it is possible Snyder could win. But it's Ethan. I just 
can't. It's hard for me to ever say anyone's going to be Ethan's. I do feel like he would probably be Snyder. I gotta say that too, only because I, I'm, I guess I think I've said this on a stream before, but I am always surprised when Ethan loses. It doesn't matter who yeah. he's facing, even when he faces Dan Merle, I'm still a little bit, a little bit surprised. Mm, not, not surprised, but a little bit surprised. What do you think, Alex? Um. Uh, I it was like my head is telling me Ethan Irwin for all the obvious reasons. My heart's telling me Snyder. Um, so I'm just gonna go with Snyder for this time around. I think the the man is so hungry to yeah. redeem himself, and um, you know, not saying Ethan isn't. Obviously, they're both very you know excited to you know compete uh, to compete against each other and everything, but you know. Something tells me, my, my gut's telling me Snyder on this one just because, you know, he just seems a little more vocally aggressive <laughs> for that belt. <laughs> vocally hungry. <laughs> and this is true. Snyder had even beat last time they played. He just got an insane five-pointer. It's not It's not wrong. So I'm definitely not saying Snyder couldn't beat him. Yeah, I don't think he could. No, I think I, he's got a chance to, for sure. Yeah, I, I do, yeah, do want to put that out there. They're both fantastic competitors. I don't think Snyder is just like, he's also very much an emotional competitor as well. He wears his uh, heart on his sleeve. He, if he feels something, if he notices something, he's going to tell you. And sometimes it's a hard time collecting himself after a challenge, especially if he loses a challenge or whatever it may be. And so um, versus like we said, it's like slapping granite. Nothing's going to happen at Ethan. Even if he's like, if he has like two points going into round two, he's going to be like, don't worry. I got it. You know, that's not, that's not going to happen. But I mean, like, you know, he's like, I just chill. I got it. But Snyder, he will be like huffing and puffing and be like, Mm. Man, that is my... a great Snyder impression. <laughs> <laughs> where's, where, where's my gay cowboy t-shirt? <laughs> uh, man, who pulls off shirt was better, Snyder or Dagny? <laughs> that that's a hard question to ask, BLB. <laughs> I, I do know that. Uh, well, yes, I should throw it out there. Yes. This movie was on Instagram. She's playing the guitar. I love what she's doing guitar. Oh, uh, yes. Songs to us every once in a while. If you catch her, you follow her on Instagram. You'll, you'll see some live shows. It's pretty fun. She's really good. Round three is a new round two. The great equalizer round. That's it's, it's true. That's true. I yeah. feel like round two has been kind of talked about. Round three has been where we've been making a break with stuff recently. It really has. <laughs> All right. Uh, move on now, I think. Let's do this. We, I, for those behind the scenes of how the sausage is made, so to speak, Kelsey and I have been talking about trying to break down this team's tournament, like for three, um, four months. <laughs> like before the brackets were announced, we knew who the players were. Like, yeah. oh, we'll talk about that. We'll break it down. After Christian did that teaser tweet, like, <laughs> hey, I think I figured out how to do a team's tournament. We're like, we got to talk about this. <laughs> and then every week it'd be like two hours in. We're like, we can't freaking talk about anything more at this point. We only you can't go five hours. We're trying to limit ourselves a little bit to a good solid show, you know? Uh, but this week we finally said, all right, we got the bracket. This is finally time we can break down the tournament. We're also done with the four matches a week now. So it gives us a little bit of more time to break into break down these things. So let's look at the tournament that we are going to have. We can talk about the players involved and uh, and the bracket itself. There's the bracket. Uh, let's first talk about the play-in match. Let's start with that. we got the Witching Power versus the Misfits. Now, the Witching Power is what the quirky Mercs have put in. It's uh, Perry Nemiroff and Haley Fouch. 
Uh, and they're going against the Misfits, which is the dungeon selection, which is Adam Witt and Eric Zipper. Now, my first question is the quirky mercs. They throw in Perry Nimrod and Haley Fouch as the witching power. Instead, I mean, couldn't have Shazam, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> good point. That's a good point. I like that. <laughs> I wonder if everyone's told them that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Should we put that on a shirt? Misfits. Yeah, I could be a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Greater than Misfits. <laughs> and yes, yes, Buck, thank you. Alice did say three teams in the tweet. That's true. It was a tweet error that she made and she called her out on it. And it was a good calling out. You got to call her out. I responded and I said I should have like automatically put in three instead of the. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, but I was like, I got no information I can take. You know what I mean? That's the yeah, yeah, I can. So, uh, either way, though, we have the Quirky Mercs put them in. Now, they couldn't put Shazam in, obviously, because Shazam got the match coming up against Corruption. Mm -hmm. That's the number one team. Are you guys surprised at all they went with Haley and Perry over, uh, for example, the Real Rejects, a team that's been uh, established and has definitely made some improvements this year? Were you at all surprised they, they went this direction? Yes and no. I, the Real Rejects are such a solid team. They've been on a total high of playing right now. I could totally have seen them be putting in, but I think I think I see Koi as being one of those managers that does want to try to give everybody a shot to play. Um, and so he's like, hey, we, you know, we played you guys, and he's like that. Let's give these guys a chance to try teams, things like that. So when I found out it wasn't going to be Real Rejects, I, I wasn't really surprised. Um, and I'm excited to see how they do. I really am. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I honestly think that um, the thing is, if um, this team wasn't about to happen, if this okay, if this team, uh, the uh, the witches' power weren't a thing, were going to be happening, Haley would have not get a single match the entire season. And Haley and I and I don't know, maybe there was a conversation behind the scenes where Haley was like, "Hey, yo, where's my match, Koi? Where's my match? Hey, I, mm -hmm. I, I have my match. Where's my match? Here, yo, I'm." Yo, come on. <laughs> My girl. Come in, coach. Come in. You know, so and Haley has mentioned, you know, on podcasts and things like that, she loves Schmodown. And, you know, obviously them being part of a duo, I don't know if it's the smartest combination of competitors, but they do have a really great chemistry. They are wonderful together. And um, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know about them winning the tournament, but is it uh, they could potentially walk away with a win with that match. Now it comes up that you got you talk about chemistry. You talk. I mean, obviously, Perry and Haley work well together. But you mentioned they have each other's things. I kind of wonder. Uh, I mean, you, you, again, Kelsey mentioned Coy wanting to play the whole roster, and yes, yeah. yeah, he, he, everybody on his roster has played now. Uh, everybody mm -hmm. now that Haley's in the tournament. Mm -hmm. But my question is, if you're going to have the real rejects not play, which I, I get, I think that's probably probably your best bet, maybe. But what about? Instead of Perry, you play the singles tournament, you play Haley with someone like a Tim Franco. Because Tim Franco is there sitting on your bench now. And Tim Franco is a, a team player. He's a really good underrated player who's never really had a really good shot, I feel. Um, and I think that Tim and Haley probably don't overlap quite as much and might make for that better team combination covering a more broader base of information of, uh, of, of questions, for example. Maybe it's because Perry and Haley wanted to play together. I don't know. We always don't know all the all the things. But for my sake, I think I'd love to have seen a Haley Tim Franco combination. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Um, I I could see them wanting to play together and that being part of the decision. Also, as like Brianna said in the chat, it's gonna be so nice to have a all girl team again. I'm excited. 
Absolutely. You know I mean? That could be part of it. They're like, hey, we are two badass ladies. We want to play. We want to play together. Put us in coach. And I think that's another good thing to do. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely mm-hmm. it's not like the and I'm not definitely not saying that they'd be a they're a bad team at all. Because who knows? You never know where they're gonna be at this point. Um either way, it should be fun. But it is gonna you do have those questions, I think. Um yeah. well, I mean it's very necessary question to have because you know as a manager you have to think to yourselves you know i do want to utilize all the competitors in my roster you know the greatest of my abilities but you know and uh, you know but you know things happen with scheduling and things like that honestly you know that's the reason why we weren't able to get some competitors that's why we couldn't get stacy howard in the you know in the singles tournament and i know she also with i'm so sad that she's not playing in, in teams this year <laughs> yeah uh, and we're going to talk about ways to competitors. Yeah. yeah but I mean, going into that, we'll talk about that in a bit. But I mean, you can't you know, <laughs> not have the odd couple playing that. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I love, I again, I love the odd couple. Uh, a couple. A couple. Yeah. Odd couple. You know, the, what is it? What is a Boston like accent, accented version of the couple? Like, yeah, a couple. Yeah, a couple. A couple. A couple. Uh, maybe Kappel. More Kappel than Kappel, I think. But. It's an ad Kappel, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, I, I do think it is, she is definitely, it would be, a, it's definitely a waste of an opportunity for a competitor like her that had a really awesome one against Eric Zipper earlier this year. And, um, you know, I would have loved to see another new team you know, into this tournament because, you know, there's so many awesome, new, amazing rookies this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, competitors that are returning, you know, after a while, like Perry, obviously, you know, doing amazing. And Tim Franco, we hadn't seen him in a long time. So, you know, it, you know, it's just. There's a lot of players you want to see. It's probably, yeah, there's a lot, you know, and Snyder and Drake have a lot of matches this season. So and we would have more. It was for 2020 and COVID and all that stuff. We would have had more matches and we would have seen everybody. That's an interesting call too. Yeah, right? yeah. An interesting thing to have a point, like a bonus point for using everybody at one point per player. That's an interesting yeah. way to incentivize, incentivize that. I do like that. I do like that. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on real quick to the other side of the matchup. We got the uh, the misfits, the uh, the worst misfits according to Brianna and I don't necessarily. <laughs> the lesser of the two. Of the two lesser, it's the lesser. You have Eric Zipper, Adam Witt. Now it's another choice the dungeon had to make. They had a team. They had two teams earlier this year. You had Drew, Theo Drew with the the new Tom 2.0 with Rick Hong. Uh, you also had the Butcher Boys, Owen, Man- Owen uh, Mugen and Vinny Mancuso. The ice pick. Uh, Vinny had been used well in the single tournament. Did well. Had a great showing. Uh, but yet he got with this new team of Eric Zipper and Adam Witt. Uh, what do you guys think about that choice? Is that the right choice to make, or should they have gone to ones who played before, give them a little bit more of a second chance kind of thing? Or what do you think? Um, really, I feel like it could have gone anyway. I think both the established teams are great, and I would love to see them come back. They're also going to you know, be back things like scheduling stuff for one of the players on the teams and various reasons, you know, so we don't know for sure. But Anna Witt is a super strong player, I think particularly in teams. I think he does really well in a team environment. And then Zip is super underrated. I love Zip, and he he needs to get the attention and he deserves because he's such a great player. The two of them together might mesh really well. Maybe that's something that uh, Kaiser's seen in study sessions. Like, wow, you guys have balanced each other very well. You guys have great chemistry. And so there might be, you know, reasons like that. He has seen something in them together that makes him think this is the team I want to represent us. So, so I'm, I think it's going to be good. I'm excited. 
I definitely have, uh, if I were to put money on it, I would definitely personally put um, put money on the inferior misfits. So <laughs> for, uh, you know, for this, for the potential winners of this match. And I say because these are two competitors that are also very vocal about their study habits. They're very, they consistently study like all the time. And it's, um, and I was like, like I was, and I was, and I was in a training session with, um, with one of them not too long ago. And I was like, the way he's just casually whipping out this knowledge. And he's like, yeah, I, I like this, this last week I saw like 10 new movies. And I'm like, shoot, how do you just <laughs> 10 new movies? <laughs> you know, that's, that's hard to do. <laughs> you know, and he's like, yeah, I, I, he's like, yeah, I have a match coming up. So, you know. 10 movies at least a week. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so he's, he's definitely so invested in this and you know, them as a duo is delightful together. And so they also have really, really great chemistry. They really do. I know they've been talking about it. They did say that. I know Eric Zipper was on, I think he talked about during one of the breakdowns we did with him and he was mentioning that him and Adam got together really briefly and they got along so well and they seem to really compliment each other. And Eric Zipper is the definition of underrated or under, yeah, underrated at this point because he seems like every time he's gotten better, but everyone still doubts him. And, and he he took he took Ethan Irwin to the limit. I mean, that's mm -hmm. saying something. I mean, he still lost the match score, but he's getting better and better. And you team up with someone like uh, Adam Witt, who also mm -hmm. if we hadn't seen him, I don't believe we've, we've only seen him in the Star Wars tournament this year. I believe I don't know if we've seen him in anything else. Uh, I could be wrong yeah. on that, but yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. And the last time we saw him in like a single slash team tournament was when back when he was with uh, Paul Preston and. I remember correctly, he was actually getting better. He had like a, a shitty, not shitty, but he had a poor debut. Didn't really seem like he was doing much. It's like Paul Preston was carrying it. But every time the movie guys had a match, he got better and better to the point where he was just as solid as, as Paul was in a way. Um, so I'd like to see them, him and Eric Zipper, could be a very formidable opponent, a uh, very formidable twosome. I'm going to predict that they're going to win this match. I think they have, I think they have a little more between them. They have a little more of the broad based stuff. I think Perry will win and if there's new release I mean it might have come down to round two and round three. It might come down to like new releases be on the wheel. I think Witten Zipper will help with if they have new releases you see you'll see Perry and Haley do well and if it's like something earlier on I think you'll see Wit and, and Zipper do well. Mm -hmm. Um I bet if I'm leaning one way it would be Wit and Zipper. The misfits. The misfits the inferior. And sorry Eric for watching uh Brienne said it and I'm just running with it at this point. And so. she says that it's fact so we must that, all that's true. That's facts right there. So <laughs> what do you guys think? What do you have in this match now? I, I think I do have to agree. I would love to see a powerhouse team of girls just like run through this tournament and beat everybody. But I, I've seen them play separately. I know what they can do. I think they've what I've heard, so I was talking to Kaiser and each of them individually, I feel like they are a, a teammate in heaven from what I've heard. And I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but I, I think I do have the misfits winning. I think it's, they're just they're gonna be awesome, I think, together. So all right. What do you what do you think, Alex? What do you got? Uh, well, I guess that honestly, I had to put money on the misfits. Um, I love Haley, I love Perry, I think they're amazing in every single way possible. I I love their podcast together. Um Haley hasn't played in a very long time. And Perry, she's definitely, you know, she's, you know, did re really beat expectations, you know, going into the single singles tournament. And I definitely think she's, you know, a fantastic partner for anyone. Um, same for Haley. It's just Adam and Wit. Adam yeah. and Eric Zipper. They're some of my favorite competitors on Schmodown right now, guys. I mean, <laughs> they're my favorite. 
They're my guys. <laughs> get it. Get it. I totally get it. All right. Uh, let's uh, move on to the other part of the, the same side, same side of the bracket. You got Tom and Paul versus Final Exam. This is a very intriguing match for me because I think Tom and Paul, obviously, I mean, at the beginning of the year, uh, there are people who were like pretty much guaranteeing they weren't going to lose a match all year. They're the definite title holders. They had it all in the, in the bag. They're going to be the best team we've ever seen. And then they lost their first match. Uh, and they stumbled. They stumbled out of the gate. Now, does that mean they're any less of a team? No. Two great players. Tom is a great player. Paul's a great player. And they're both great team players. So they put up against Final Exam, who have definitely proven themselves this year. They've got very far. Um, they did up getting a little bit a little bit of shellac by Suzanne, but Suzanne's a high-quality team, so I don't know if you can turn that against them. Uh, Paul Yama has had a great comeback kind of year, not having quite made all the way either either singles or teams, but definitely has stepped back up from his, his shellacking at a spectacular to Ben Bateman. Um, so I think that this is going to be an intriguing match. I think I got to give it a little bit to Tom and Paul. So I feel like Lon is, I feel like Lon is a little more inconsistent recently. Um, as far as it goes, I think Paul's been more carrying him a little bit, whereas Tom and Paul are more equally based at this point, if that makes sense. What do you guys think? Um, I feel that I Tom and Paul have not played together for a bit. I mean, I'm sure there's been some study things and everything like that. And final exam, I, I do agree that Lon has been a little bit less on his game the last couple times, but I feel like there's going to be enough time from his last game in singles to them going to teams to kind of address that. But like, Hey, there we've noticed this, let's work on it. And I think he and, uh, uh, why swag, there we go, uh, are going to do it. They're going to work hard. They're going to study. They're going to get back in their groove. I have final exam winning it. I feel like it's going to be a very close match, but I just, it's hard for me to doubt final exam because they've just been so strong. So that's who I have winning it. Okay. Um, I have to agree with Kelsey 100%. I love Paul and Tom individually. They're fantastic. Uh, you know, we, we've just, I don't think the chemistry is there realistically. And I think that was really exhibited in the first match. Now there are stuff to consider, uh, you know, going back to that match. That was a very long time ago. That's the very beginning of the season. And, you know, so, um, but that end, they met the day they recorded their first match. <laughs> and so obviously that's going to reflect in their chemistry. And, you know, I know Paul, he's out doing his thing. He's traveling. Oh my gosh. His like this, his like his social pictures. Oh my gosh. Like he's going to different national parks and everything. I am like living for it. I really, I'm like every day I look at his picture. I'm like, oh. Um, you know, it's, uh, it just comes down to, honestly, I don't feel like, uh, you know, you know, I don't know if, how much of a, realistically, I don't know how much of a big, like a priority, you know, winning this match is, honestly, you know, it's just, I, I do expect great things from him, you know, it just comes down to, I know for a fact that, um, final exam, they actively study not only together, but individually. And Paul, he's more of a casual knowledge guy. And, you know, Tom, he actively says he doesn't study. He has no desire to study. That's not the kind of competitor he is. So with that in mind, that's why I think final exam is going to succeed. But I wouldn't be shocked, wouldn't be shocked either way. There's another one of those matches yeah. where 
Either way, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I did kind of skip a little bit over. Like we did have to talk about whoever whoever wins that play and match has the has the joy of facing the founding fathers. Um, one quick thing I'll say though before I drop back to that drop away from Tom and Paul. If Tom and Paul do win, and if somehow the misfits were able to sneak by founding fathers, we get Tom and Paul versus Adam and Eric, and I'd love to see the movie guys going up against each other. That could be just pure. That would be a hilarious match. <laughs> waiting to happen that would be, that would be like <laughs> my dreams guys <laughs> all my fair people <laughs> going back just need, you just need to pull on like stacy howard in there as an announcer and i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> match of my dreams <laughs> that didn't yell obviously <laughs> uh, you don't need to be in here come on stacy and danielle let's make that happen <laughs> I don't play tom and everyone just have to sit on the other side for eating popcorn and watching the fireworks get down at that point <laughs> Um, but either way, you know what, let's go talk about that. No misfits or witching power, whoever does win has to face the founding fathers. Uh, and that's kind of a tough, tough draw for you. You, you wouldn't imagine that's your reward is to face the, one of the greatest teams in the history of the game. Uh, Dan Merle and John Roca. Now John Roca has been a little more inconsistent recently. He saw him against mm -hmm. Collins. He saw him, uh, although he did, he, he'll be the first to point out. He did do well in the team's match against, uh, when he, when he was with Merle. So, you don't know what you're going to get out of Roka. I think you're going to solid Dan Merle no matter what still. Dan Merle's still really the top of his game as we've seen. Um, I think either way, Founding Fathers will probably end up beating Misfits or Witching Power no matter who no matter who it is. And that's, that's the way it's set up because I think Founding Fathers, I believe, should be the number one seed because they just lost the belt. They should be the number one seed in the tournament. So basically you play them against the, the match and that's what you usually play is the play and match anyway. So does anybody think the Founding Fathers aren't going to win that match? No, I definitely I have them winning. I think I think that the other team will give them a good game. I think it'll be entertaining and exciting. But I just I see Founding Fathers winning it. It's it's mm -hmm. hard to hard to root against them. <laughs> I, I I don't want to root for them. That's the thing. But if I put money on down for it, realistically, um, also it's kind of interesting to think about is that we haven't really. Whereas we we it's Merle like he's. He can't do wrong, honestly. It's it's moral. It's you know, like him and Ethan are like they can do no wrong. Um, ha, has Roca won this season at all? I'm sure he has. Wait, I'm wait, sure he has. I just can't Dan think of my head. I can't. With Dan or on in singles? No, either. In either, I'll look it up real quick. But I'm, I'm I sure that I can't think of it off the top of my head. I can't remember a match that he's won this season yeah they definitely could be wrong i like i have a horrible memory and you know i don't know what happened last week you know <laughs> so uh, it's uh you know so back in the day before at yeah. the very before beginning two years ago yeah, <laughs> in january like last year absolutely um I totally yes. feel like it's last year. I totally it, it, it really, it really does, guys. It really does. You know, um, Roka, I also know that Roka, you know, obviously he's no slouch. He definitely does study and everything. I also know that he's actively in the process of moving and buying a house right now. He has a lot going on himself. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, hey, I got to prioritize boxing some shit up over, you know, studying. Sorry. It's like, that's, that's a very necessary conversation that might have to happen. So... 
Uh, can I say I agree with Miss Movies here too? I wish I could see more great days. She was always very entertaining and also has a strong knowledge base as well. Uh, so that would have been nice to have seen. Uh, right now, it's a good time to read our fire. We got a stream labs in there from General. Hashtag Ladies Night, John Lestrino. Thank you, John. Uh, I think teams like Final Exam and Founding Fathers have a bit of an advantage because they've worked together in the digital age. That experience yes. is important. I do agree. That's not bad. That's not a bad choice at this mm -hmm. point. So, mm -hmm. uh, I have managers who now have done as well. Dagnino has done it now for enough time, uh, and so is uh, um, Winston has been doing it the whole time. So it's, it's definitely interesting to see where they go with that. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. What we got moving on. We will go. We'll slide over to the other side of the bracket. We'll go to that lower lower corner there. We got Deception versus the Lethal Weapons. Ah, this is a big one. This is a big one for us. Uh, we got the newly formed team from Corruption of Adam Collins and Marisol McKee, the rookie team. And uh, you got him up against another rookie team, just in terms of they haven't played together yet, of Ethan Irwin and our Lord and Savior, Andrew Guy. Now, the question you would have first off is, did, I mean, I think it's an easy question to answer for me. But did Corruption make the right pick with these two competitors as their team? Adam Collins and Marisol McKee. You have on the bench at this point, you know, obviously Mike and Chance are out because they're, they're, they're the champions. You still have Mark Edward Hoyt, you have Elliot Dewberry, you have Clee Wiggins, you have Rick Ramos, Claudia Dolph as the other remaining players. I'm going to answer my own question first and say, I think they made, made the right decision to make a great choice. I'm very interested to see. As, I think you cannot, I think you couldn't not play Adam Collins at this point. And then Marisol has made it just a great showing. I mean, she lost to Poliyama, who pitched a perfect game. It's hard to beat somebody who's perfect. Yep. So um, I think it's going to be a great team. I don't know. I don't know their their knowledge base enough to know how they how they team up as far as their different strengths and weaknesses. But I still think it's the way to go. What do you guys uh, think? I think Corruption had so many solid players to be able to match up together to be a team. I trust Shannon. I think she saw something in both of them. Like these two, not only are great, but they will be great together. They will balance each other out. They understand kayfabe together. I I feel like if she, I feel like she knows what she's doing. She's going to put in a team that checks out all the boxes she's looking for for the tournament. So I think we are in for a treat with them. I am. I think they're my most. Ex, I'm most excited to see them in the tournament than any other team on the bracket. I can't wait to see what they do. And you know, it's a corruption shill a little bit. I'm pretty excited to see them. You know, win everything. <laughs> are you rooting? Are you rooting for them over Andrew Guy? I am rooting. For, I I kind of have just deception winning the whole thing on my personal. Oh, no, I'm rooting for them. I'm you, rooting. Well, you, yeah, you forget <laughs> just how much a traitor Kelsey is. Anyway, uh, we're gonna get her right off the show. She's, like, she's real up there as far as like she's like real high up there as far as like you know being a traitor to you know not only. Not only us as a part of the Action Army, but being a traitor towards our Lord and Savior and Andrew Guy, obviously. But I'm not uh, quiet about it. You're no spy. That's I am sure. no spy. I am very upfront with my traitorness. So. Mm -hmm. I'm a real serious chest pain now. Um, <laughs> but either way, all right. Fine, 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 fine. I don't like it. I don't um, like it. Well, what do we think about Andrew? teaming up with Ethan Irwin. The, obviously, some people mentioned, of course, the other idea would have been Ethan and Janine reforming the time machine. Um, what do we think about that? Are we, are we sure that Sam made the right choice bringing the, the, these two together instead? 
I have to say, um, uh, um, or leaving off the Elaine left house from like a Matt Atchity or Robert Montano and other people on the bench still as well. Just I, so, yeah. well, so I do think Ethan has played for quite a bit. It kind of depends on whether or not other competitors also wanted to play. Ethan, obviously, if he wants to play, if you want points, give him matches, obviously. I, but the thing is, there's quite a few people that I'm, um, I'm because I know Janine, for example, she was on Schmobates earlier this week and she said, I was really gunning for teams. I was a little disappointed. I wasn't in teams, <laughs> um, you know, and, and that sucks. And we had a really awesome match, you know, with Warfather. So she's really hyper-focusing in, um, you know, obviously I would really love to see, I really was hoping to see more of her. And I know realistically, we talked in the past about how Andrew Guy has mentioned Ethan Irwin is like the only other competitor outside, you know, McQueenie and Ben Bayman. I'm okay with teaming up with other than that, super duper selective because I'm Andrew Guy and that's what I can do. But, um, uh, you know, he hasn't really, I, I love Andrew, but he hasn't really proven himself as a competitor in a while. So, um, I was kind of like, I would really love to see that's I was really hoping to see Janine like come in. Honestly, Robert also, I would have loved to see more of, I think he, that one match he lost against Snyder. He did really great, you know, considering it was like his first singles match. Um, but I would have loved to see more competitors. I will say that I think maybe losing to Ben Bateman in the fashion that Drew Andrew Guy did might be one of the best things that happened to him in terms of he is going to be severely, severely underrated now. Because it's a player who everybody is writing off. He got his ass kicked and everything else. He let the character get a hold, a hold of him. He he didn't challenge him, as he mentioned on his actual rewind stuff when he talked about the match. He let some challenges go that he could have challenged because he was either too in character or, or moved on or that maybe Christian wasn't hearing him out. Um, either way, whatever it was, uh, either way he lost. He admits he got his ass kicked, and he, he gets that. But I think now he's underrated. People forget that he has been a great team competitor. He's always been a, he's been one of those guys. And I think it's an underrated position to be in. Everybody else talks about the one A on the team. It's a, and he always has been the B player. You have a Ben Bateman, you have a Drew McQueen, you have Ethan Irwin. But being a solid number two is what can give you a championship. You have a solid number two. Now, Drew, Andrew Guy has always been a solid number two um, as far as Zach goes. So I think this could be a surprise. I think we could see Andrew Guy because he's always done better in teams regardless. He's always said he hated singles. He doesn't like playing singles. He's never liked playing singles. He does it because he's so damn good at his character work, and he's so damn good at being theatrical that you want to put him because you want to see him more. Um, but he's always much more thrived in the team situation. Um, I think he's embarrassed a little bit. I think he wants to prove himself now, and yeah. I think he wants to do well. So I think he's going to turn it on with Ethan Irwin. I think Ethan's the one he's wanted to work with. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to lose for Ethan's sake, because Ethan's on the line as well. He wants to do well for Ethan. So I feel you're going to get a strong competitor from Andrew, a strong competitor from Andrew Guy, and I would not be surprised mm -hmm. if they beat if they beat uh, Deception. I would go that far and say I would not be surprised. Now, can Deception win? Absolutely. Collins is on that kind of tear. Um, but I'm gonna lean, I'm gonna lean towards Ethan Irwin and Andrew Guy. I do want to clarify something. Mm -hmm. I do have lethal weapons walking away with this tournament. The whole tournament. 
I I have them. Wow. I was like pulling because I was like sketching it here, and I'm like, well, you know, what? let me just highlight my winners. One second, let me just. All right. Well, while she does that, I do think that Deception has a slight advantage that both are very familiar with the digital age and been playing. And then Drew did not seem to be a big fan of. Right. So, I I do I can see that being an aspect of it. So I I I think Lethal Weapon is going to be an amazing team. I just think Deception is just going to sneak on by him a little bit. Okay. There's, there's I love pocket. Deception. I want to point that out there. I think they're amazing together. And hypothetically, if they win, would not be surprised. Adam Collins is amazing. Marisol is an angel on earth. Let's be honest, guys. She's amazing. She's all that in a bag of chips. She's like better than sliced bread. But like you said, um, when it comes, there's certain competitors that I feel like thrive more than anything in a team's environment. Um, Andrew Guy, for example, so Rachel Silvestrini as another one. And um, you sure you can't um, dock having a really great teammate, obviously. It's just, you know, we haven't, again, the thing is when it comes to Andrew, I think it just comes down to um, how actively in it is he how focused is he gonna be and again i do have them winning the having them winning the whole thing but i think that they are really gonna have to really hone in and hyper focused in order to walk away with the win because when he's good he's amazing he's unbeatable when he's bad we had that mm -hmm. but also he definitely cares more as a team because like i said i think he definitely cares more about ethan Irwin. he doesn't want to let ethan Irwin down <laughs> if he loses he loses to himself. He's not that, not as upset about I, it, I think. I but he's also a really competitive person, though, in general. He's a very competitive person. So having his, getting his ass kicked, I think, mm -hmm. will make him want, not want that to happen again. Well, with with that being said, do you think that, this is kind of a little bit off topic, and I, this just me a quick one, um, but do you think with some competitors that are so focused that they can only play, um, that have uh, that... So like Andrew Guy, do you think he's only gonna? He's he's kind of vocal about it. He's like, I have noticed. Yeah, he's not gonna be in singles next season. He's not gonna be in IG. He's not gonna be in Star Wars. Obviously, he's gonna be one in one and one league. Sorry, division. Um, there are four. I don't think he's. He might not be drafted for at least the fourth mm -hmm. round or something. Fourth mm -hmm. or fifth round potentially. So could very well be. It's something you're gonna look at. Um, but let's also say that Andrew is a reactive competitor. He is an emotional competitor. He's also someone that will say, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm done. He also retired last year and then came back. I think he put him in the right situation. I don't think it'll be the last time you see him in singles. He says he's not playing in singles, but that's what he says now. You tell him next year he's got a matchup against Mike Kalinowski in a live event. And you tell me he's not going to do that. He'd be all over that shit. I know Andrew Guy. He wants to be in the live environment. He wants to face someone like Mike Kalinowski live. But it's not. What? It's not a live environment. No, but it, but you're saying, next season you're saying. You said next season he wasn't going to play. And I'm saying next season he might play singles. Mm -hmm. you know, he, he might play singles next season live. He No, he's mentioned. I know he's mentioned. He mentioned. was retired last year. Yeah, but he, yeah, maybe. But he's, really he's been very, yeah. Been, he's been, he's been so vocal about it and. That's like that's that's uh yeah that's something yes he, he's he's a competitor that's just like he's just like I don't know what I want to do next week but right now I feel like this and that's cool and all but as a result I have a hard time trusting 
a lot of things that he says when it comes to his his future within Schmodown. Um, but also he doesn't really have the he doesn't really have the record to show for a live event unless he tournament. I don't care what his record is. You're gonna see Andrew Guy is probably the best performer. Christian Harloff is gonna put him in there. Christian Harloff has said that. And Andrew Guy has said that he could be 0 and 8. He's gonna be in a live event because he's that damn popular, that damn fun. Doesn't matter what your record is. He could be 0 and 100. That's he's gonna come in and do the show he's gonna give. He's mm -hmm. gonna be a live event. He might be the undercard, but he'll be there. Guarantee you. I think his there's some players you're right. A lot of them get to earn it. But there's some people like who that, I, mean, I I I personally I just really don't like that. I mean, just like that just it was like to it, me, that's part it's of the failure. That's like the wrestling that's aspect of, of things. Game, this is a half wrestling, half yeah. half sports. This is the wrestling side of it. You gotta have that character. You gotta have storylines and stuff. I, I, I love the storyline and everything, but he's almost exclusively storyline because it's he doesn't have any wins to show for it. Four and two in singles, I think, isn't he? Or three and three. He's not like under record. He's he's in five hundred. Really. He's beaten well. He's beaten Merle, Roca, and RMB. He's only lost to Bateman twice. I don't even know who he lost to in singles. Him besides that, I can't even think he's beaten. If you, so. you say so, so he's three and two right now. I think. If you say so, so he's got a winning record. It's good enough. It's a winning record plus that kind of uh, mm -hmm. charisma character. Plus, he knows, Christian knows he's going to sell you know two hundred tickets to Action Army alone because we'll we'll be there. No matter where it is, yeah, it I, I, I understand. It's, it's a money game. It's all a money game. I respect that for sure about it. it I, you know, uh, to me, a match has to be earned. There has to be a purpose and a reason behind it. And I, that's saying, that's saying, that's I'm not the re I'm not a wrestling fan. And so, me as a non wrestling fan, I don't understand. Everything has to have a purpose, has a reason and a goal behind it. And so, having something without purpose, I'm like, why are we doing this? What is the purpose of this? And having, and I understand having that wrestling, the wrestling aspect. Well, the purpose of this is to further a storyline. Well, if we're not really invested. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's just my mindset behind it. Um, but, you know, I understand, you know, and but thing, I do understand. Thank you. Um, you know, but I understand it comes down to he's a competitor. No matter what, I'm going to show 100 percent. I'm going to cheer my uh, you know, ass off. And that's just the way it's going to be. Absolutely. You know, but I also want him to I also want him to be in a match that he deserves. I want to be at a match that he is going to be where it could be. A conversation where he could be, um, it, where he's in it, it was a really worth it match that you know people really need to. I okay, I do want to point out though, I've no desire to watch wrestling, Dean Morgan. No, <laughs> I don't care about, I don't care about that. Um, but it just comes out, it just needs to be worth it. There needs to be something behind it that really gives justification for having a live event. Well, that's that, and that's unfortunate. If you don't understand, it, I can't, I can't help you with that. But that is the that is the reason a live event is because it's entertaining. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's I, like I get that. entertainment. Mm -hmm. So there's a sports side, there's an entertainment side. Andrew Guy is the most entertaining guy. So when it's sports entertainment, that's the reason to have the match because he's entertaining. But if it's, it's going to be like a horrible match, Ben Bateman versus Drew Andrew Guy in Houston, that horrible was... match. Great but fun time. It's one, one of my favorite matches. matches of all time. <laughs> Spoken about one of the most favorite like, events they had. Do you one have Andrew Guy? always talked about that. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing it is. It's it's still, it's a fun It's thing. a good match because we know what goes on also behind the scenes. You know, obviously. Yeah. I know, girl. I know, girl. So, um, 
Yeah. But, so uh, it just comes down to, like I said, it just comes down to, I, I, I want a healthy combination of character story and it has to be worth it, you know? So I got, I get mm -hmm. that touchback at the argument. I understand it. I, I just, I just know that you're going to say, you got to say that you got to understand that Drew is going to get a singles live event, whether you like it or not, or you agree with the idea or not, he's going to exactly. be getting one. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have something else I want to show. My cat has thoughts on Andrew Guy. Yes, he does. One question I want to ask from Dean Merkin. Dean Morgan, this is just a funny question. Who is Riggs and who is Murtaugh on Lethal Weapons? I don't do you... <laughs> So Riggs is, is Mel Gibson's character and Murtaugh is Danny Glover's character. I think you got to go with Andrew Guy as Riggs, who's the crazier one. I, I am with you on that one. And Erwin as the older, controlled uh, <laughs> with a shit kind of character. Well, it's also kind of sad because, like, Murtaugh is, like, legit suicidal, so. Oh, like, Riggs, you mean Riggs is. Riggs is, whoever. I mean, like, he's literally suicidal, like, putting himself in active, in active danger, asking people all the, first one, all the time. Only the, the first one. He got over it. The first one. He's more uh, <laughs> just just crazy in general. But, yes. He's yeah. for me now. <laughs> all right uh let's uh move on go too far into that we already said the thing the last uh odd the last bracket we had was odd couple versus category nine category nine being the new team of jader paramo and brandon hannah how did that happen how did that happen let's talk about that you have the droogs you have Ken Knapsack throwing whatever up against the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, not putting in the team that was there before, not putting on the Whitney Seibold, Alonzo Duralde team, which was a solid team. Instead, you're going with a guy who has never played in anything but the IG. And is a traitor. And is a traitor that we like to. I don't cheer on. for traitors. <laughs> uh, that's not true, Kelsey. You cheer almost exclusively for traitors. I'm actually shocked you don't cheer for Brandon. Nope. Um, Ben's not a traitor. <laughs> it's also kind of an interesting situation with this one. Like we were just talking about, you know, competitors that are like very focused on storyline. You know, Andrew Guy, you know, being a competitor that if he's gonna get, if he's gonna get a live match, it's gonna be so story story driven. Um, I think that's a very similar conversation. Seriously, girl, what is with you today? You're just like strutting around. Um, I feel like it's kind of a similar conversation with, you know, Brandon Hanna. You know, he's, uh, you know, this obviously isn't the first time we've had an IG competitor go into singles or teams. Mm -hmm. um, like Carolyn Asky, uh, Eric Zipper. <laughs> um, but does that always mean it's a good thing? No. Um, but um, it's definitely going to be a huge storyline. Let me interject real quick. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Thank Drew, you, John. You know, Drew was trying to help Ben. Uh, he was trying to get him away from the table. The table was jumping out to attack him. He didn't do anything. He was trying to save him and it went to the table. The table got in the way. That's Ben's fault. Ben actually damaged the table. That's that's Ben's mm -hmm. fault. Oh, yeah. Ben Ben's fault table. that he like crashed yes. and injured on yes. the floor. He was falling 100%. down. Drew was trying to. <laughs> it's 100% his fault. That sounds no. very toxic. No. <laughs> Thank you. The army when he went to Mark Riley, didn't want to reform Team Ash. He wanted to stay with who's the boss. He betrayed all of us. He did. That's what happened. He betrayed <laughs> not just his best friend and teammate. He betrayed a family. Okay. Right. Yes. A family. Yes. An army. Okay. 
Sorry, guys. Uh, where were we anyway? But about category, you're right. So you were saying that uh, possibly a storyline thing. It could very well be. I also want to throw out there as far as uh, Deep 13 goes. We don't know. There could be potentially have been some kind of scheduling issue or something because that, that does happen by the same sometimes. We don't always know. And <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Hashtag blame Bibs. <laughs> But it could be well, but it also could very well be. I know that Christian um, enjoyed Brandon Hannah's heel. Christian was definitely behind the Hannah heel, and I get that. Maybe he wants to see Hannah come back in any fashion. Maybe it was a a Christian suggestion, and and Matt was like, yeah, we'll give it a shot. Why not? Um, I do know that Brandon Hannah has done a lot of studying this year. Uh, He he worked really hard at the IG and did well in the tournament. He ended up up on the wrong side of things, but he didn't didn't perform poorly. Um, He turns that that studying into into studying into the singles or in the singles league, that could be a good team. Um, But it's kind of tough to see this uh, going up against the odd couple, a former champion. Um, uh, Miss Movie was in there before saying that she thought maybe they should have been the play-in match as a totally new team. I don't necessarily disagree. She said it should have been odd couple or uh, category nine versus deception as the play-in match. I'm not sure I completely agree with that, but for some reason, deep 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 nine gets to face odd couple right away. I can't see any way the odd couple loses this, but I don't know Brandon's level of singles knowledge. Um, I definitely think that, you know, um, I, yeah, sorry. My cat is just like very aggressive with their affection today. I know it's face everywhere. Um, it's, uh, I, he's, he's one of those competitors. I, I think that, you know, when the whole potential storyline with him thing is, uh, you also misspoke. He ended up being on the correct side of things, you know, Paul. Okay. Mm-hmm. With uh, Brandon Hand. He lost there for obviously, um so as he should have okay um so with that being said it's he's had the 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 full storyline that they had planned they were like well f we're not gonna use it (laughs) but let's create a scenario where we do use it (laughs) teams you want to be on teams too bad you're on teams go and let's face it, he's also in, he lives in, a, in an apartment with two other competitors, Alex Marzonia. And fortunately, we haven't seen him compete this season, but, you know, he is that he was definitely drafted. And he's also, uh, he also lives in the same apartment as Rachel Silvestrini. So, um, so, you know, they definitely hang out quite a bit. And seriously, you cannot, you cannot bite cords. No. Um, that's a bad thing. Guys. Cats should not bite cords. Um, but also, you know, he's um, he uh, he also he watches movies a lot, you know, since he's dating. So he's watching movies on the cash quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I do. I will say, like, before he turned trader on us, he did mention before he always mentioned, like, last year he was talking about losing the IG that he would eventually like to make a single run at some point. He mentioned that. So hey, this would be a long time in, in, the, in the works. Um, this movie, thank you for clarifying. It's true. None of the four competitors have played in teams. I get that because Eric, Eric, uh, and and Adam and Haley and Perry have all played in teams before, so they are. I guess Brandon. I guess you could say the other four: Brandon, Jader, Collins, and Marisol are all rookies to the team league. So I guess that actually makes a lot of sense. I'll give you that. Um, hopefully, you're not shutting down. Hopefully, she's not shutting down. Bye, your 
She like pressed a few buttons and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like the thing shifted. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll find out though. He has been, so we'll have to find. Him. He has been, you know, he's been with Sabrina. He's been watching a lot of movies. Of course, Sabrina didn't do very well in, in, in her tournament match either. I mean, not too well, but she was one and done. So uh, we'll have to see if that if that helps for her. We don't know, um, but it's potential. He's got potential. He's definitely the, one of the ones I'm looking forward to seeing how they do uh, most. If I had to pick somebody, I'm picking out a couple though. I mean, my cat has an OnlyFans account, guys. So. <laughs> Don't That's what it is. She's advertising, guys. Did you know? Oh my! There's God. hits for free. She is just like, <laughs> right now, like aggressively. Oh, I'm not. I'm. Like, she's not. Like, labs for the action cat. Uh, speaking of female, uh, we did have one earlier. I want to mention real quick before you jump in. Uh, from PC, lovely. Thank you so much, PC. A big donation there. Just wanted to leave a little love, even when I can't watch the live. I leave a thumbs up. We appreciate that. I believe I want to say it's PC's birthday today. Uh, so happy birthday, PC. If I'm off on that, it's off by a day or two. But I think it was today. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But happy birthday, PC. If it is, it's around. We love you. You're always a big supporter of ours. So she's much, amazing. Much love her. Much appreciation. Mm -hmm. What is the cat's name, Alice? Tell everybody. Her name is Juno. So she's gonna have an OnlyFans account of Juno. Juno, yes. Juno the cat. Yes, Juno the deck cat ass. That cat ass. <laughs> that's, the higher, that's the higher tiers on that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Very exclusive, um, guys. Gotta have the like a password and everything. <laughs> All right, well, that is going to be our look through the team's tournament so far. I believe we'll wait and see how it uh, shakes down before we go any further. Um, so we said we'd do that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I bet Kylo Ren will probably subscribe, too. I could have Indiana Jones and Martin McFly be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> Next around, Doc Brown, there'll be a double, a bit doth going for it. Yeah, um, only. <laughs> so you know what we have a little bit more time left in this episode you know we can also touch base on a couple other things that we got coming that we got coming up to look forward to we have i'm gonna jump first we have the rom-com exhibition coming up with miss brianne chandler in the chat she's going to be uh, performing in that match up against uh josh bakuga i believe and who else was it was it janine or was it who was i can't remember video drew Josh McCuga, Brian Chandler, and uh, and video, yeah, oh. it's the four video. So video Drew, Janine McCuga, and Brian Chandler. Perfect. I, I'm looking forward to this match. This is a match we have uh, talked about for a while. Uh, it's not a match we even see very often. I really can't wait to see this match. Uh, I don't know who's going to win this match. I want to say, I mean, Brian's the chat, so you can't not vote for it, right? But, <laughs> but in all honesty, you go down to it. Um, I think she has a great chance to win, and that's that's no doubt there. I think all of them have good chances. I'm actually interested to see how well Josh McCuga does. He's been living I'm excited for Makuga. He's yeah. been living that married life. Uh, <laughs> I love the confidence. I love the confidence. Well, I can't wait to see the <laughs> entrance videos that they've made, perhaps. I love those entrance videos. Oh, man, I do miss it. I miss entrances so much. <laughs> I miss costumes. I miss Girl. costumes. And Brianne, please tell me there's a costume involved. Please. Seriously, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with our homegirl here. Our homegirl is in, in the chat. I'm gonna say Brianne's gonna win. What do you have to say? What do you guys think? I honestly am not entirely sure. I think it's gonna be between Janine and Brianne. I I just knowing both of their knowledge is that I think it's gonna be either one of them. Really 
I don't know of the two. I just think that's who I feel like Snow White is one of them. So. Nice. Yes, it is no. video Drew. It is video Drew. That's what he said. Yeah, video Drew. there is no love for video Drew in this conversation, and I'm not here for that. Okay, I'm not here for it. So you guys, you got y'all suck. I'm gonna go with for video Drew. Mm -hmm. Okay, you go with video Drew. That's an interesting choice. I think that's a very interesting choice. Let's see. I know she's been studying a lot this year, but uh, uh, I know I don't know when this match was taped uh, necessarily. It was so. taped in March. In March, see, was that before was Drew really studying hardcore back then? Was she going? She was. Um, I worked with her on the match. Oh, uh, uh, for that match specifically. Okay, great. <laughs> there you go. I and then we're all wrong. It's Makuga. Underestimate Drew. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if there is a category for him to succeed in, it would be Will Smith and rom coms. But those are the only two slices I'm confident in him actually getting questions, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, it's my final performance. So I hope you enjoy it. Well, that's sad to hear, but I definitely will love it a little bit more. I'll treasure it a little bit more because I've always loved seeing Grand Chandler involved in any way. I love seeing her matches and her entrances, and she's mm -hmm. definitely a cornerstone of the movie trivia showdown from her first heel, uh, first female heel, uh, to running the Patreon being on the desk she's done it all um and i'm very sad to see to see it end. and i would also say never say never never want to rule completely out take some time away take some time off and you never know I'm, I'm just happy to see you still here in the chats i hope we get to see you around here at least uh because we love you uh we love you greatly and uh hopefully hopefully you won and you go out on a high that's what i'm hoping for um and if you don't well fuck them right <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that uh, I, I, you know, it's like this. Even if this is like your final like Schmodown match, I would love for you to be involved in the future as an advisor or a manager or a commissioner once live events and stuff like that happen again. Just because you you are such an amazing like actual like like awesome talent. So um, I don't want to lose it, <laughs> but that's just my own selfish fan mentality. Yeah. <laughs> We're very selfish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Must stay for us. <laughs> just stay for us. That's right. We, uh, yeah, just, just the three of us. That's all you need, girl. That's all you need. <laughs> and the cat. And the cat. And the cat. <laughs> okay, well, that's going to be a fun one. I believe it comes down the mid-month. That should be fun. It's the final final. Okay. All right. Well, she's saying it. She's saying it. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to take that match when it comes out. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to treasure each and every last second then at this point. Uh, Brianne. We salute you. We love you. Um, okay, we got a few more things left we could talk about before we uh, wrap this up and get some questions to the chat. If you want to start throwing them in there, we can start uh, counting them up. And Kelsey, if you would just take a look and try to, if they're not street lab, just kind of maybe just note them down. Um, chill style. I'm going to call on you doing a chill, doing a chill job there. Uh, we will say the last thing we talk about. Before we do that, though, we do have the hollow, I say Halloween, the horror free-for-all coming up on Skybound for Halloween. Uh, two competitors per faction. Um, I can't wait for this. This is, I, I watched, I don't know if you guys watched the horror uh, um, exhibition they had. Uh, it was some great comp competition there. Uh, who do we think is going to be in this? Let's let's make our bets here. Who do we think is going to be in the horror match? Um, and this is not where we're going to see more competitors, by the way. Like we're talking the way I was talking about before, we have these matches, everyone's are coming up. Uh, let's start with the Drugs. 
I have, we have, of course, in the job, I'll read them out because I know we can't, can't remember everybody always. We've got Alonzo, Whitney, Eric Barnes, Rebecca McKendry, Bonnie Somerville, Brandon Hanna, Jader, JTE, and Scott Mance. I think mean, you got to have Whitney in there, right? Don't you? Obviously. Yeah, there? I think you have to have Whitney. Yeah. And maybe with Whitney, I'm going to say. Isn't Hannah a big horror guy? I don't. <sighs> I haven't heard that, but. I. I. If conversations, I think he's a horror guy. Could so. be. Uh, um, that honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Warfather snuck in there either. Eric Martin, Warfather, that could be a great second. And I don't know what Alonzo is on horror at all. He kind of seems like he might be an old school creature feature kind of guy, potentially. Um, I know he's a Christmas guy, I know that much. <laughs> Maybe he'll go for Halloween also. Uh, if I had to make my money though, if I had to put money on, I'd bet Whitney and Eric and Warfather, I think. Mm-hmm. What do you guys? That's your that's your call, Kels. Yeah, I say Whitney and Hannah. Whitney and Hannah. Okay, and Alice, what do you say? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, War Daddy and Cybold. Uh, Cybold. Okay, that's true too. We could see Rebecca. We haven't seen Rebecca this year. I don't think she has. She has a match this year. I don't believe she has. Has she? So she hasn't had a single match. She hasn't a single match. So maybe this is where she makes her debut. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. I do think Brandon. That's true. The story on Sen was that Brandon got scared in a in the uh, Shining hotel room by ghosts. So maybe he will, maybe he will or not. Uh, but maybe he will. So Party J agrees with me. Party just use your friend. Okay. Yeah, I've I I've had conversations him. with him about that. So maybe he will. But I think maybe it depends, it depends on if he's too much of the team's tournament. Also, yeah, that that is also valid. So, all right. Uh, how about the den? You got Tom, who seemed like he would make a lot of sense. Uh, but Tom, Paul, Sean Sullivan, Rachel Silvestrini, Ben Goddard, Alex, Saul, Brett Sheridan, James White, or Vanessa Fitzsimmons. I almost want to say Goddard gets in on this. I don't know if he, I don't know how he is in horror, but I feel like he, I almost feel like he regrets not um, not going in, in, the, in the singles tournament this year. Because it was rookie, he was like rookie of the year, rookie of the year, and all of a sudden now it's not him anymore. Like it's like it's now it's down to Barbarian versus uh, Collins at this point. Does he throw his hat in the ring and say, "I want to, I want to perform again. I want to get in on this." Maybe get in the horror just for that. Uh, I don't know anybody else who's specifically horror. Maybe uh, Tom sounds, but that's more of a character. I don't know what if he really likes horror or not. But my guess, I think, would be Tom and Ben. But I could be wrong. I don't know what do you guys think. I honestly don't know. None, no one in the den like screams at me like horror fan, maniac, things like that. I mean, I always like to see certain competitors that I consider close friends play. So like, I love to see Rachel. Rachel would be awesome just because any excuse to see her is, mm-hmm. makes me happy. Um, I could totally see Ben studying up for it. I feel like he is dying to play again. And so that would absolutely make sense. I'm torn. I really don't know who like I think is going to be. I think it really could be whoever... I think whoever is going to do it is going to have to study special for it. If that makes sense. I don't think there's any like go to. That's my person. Okay. All right. I get that. What about you? Any any predictions from you, Alex, on that? I'm completing my list as we speak. Oh, you are. Okay. So because I feel like I'm, me being me, I'm going to be I'm going to forget like if I don't write it down. Um, my money's on honestly two ladies. You know, I was thinking James White initially, and then I scratched out Tom, but I'm like, f it, Vanessa. I miss Vanessa. We've only really seen Vanessa do all that much this season so i would love for her to sneak in i i could be wrong but maybe it's just like wishful thinking and again f it i'm gonna say rachel sophistrini okay all right that's a potential possibility all right um 
I'm going to move on to the dungeon. This is an interesting one for me, the dungeon. I'll tell you who I want to see. I need somebody in the chat. I want to see Andres Gallego in that. I do want to see him in that. I'm hoping that Andres is in that because I know he likes horror films. That would be Talk fun. About so I'd love to see Andres. Mm -hmm. And it could be anybody else. But my guess, I don't know, it would be Drew or it would be Vinny Mancuso. I almost want to see the ice pick. I feel like I don't even know if he likes horror, but I feel like that's something he would like. Uh, but I don't know much more about Owen Rugen. I don't know much about him. So I don't know if he's a horror guy or not either. So I guess without knowing everything, we don't know all these different competitors and everything else. I think I could go with Andres and Vinny. Although, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Andres and Vinny. That's what I'll go with. What do you guys think? Um, <laughs> I let's here's once again a faction where I'm really unsure of who would be. I, I'm good with the same Andres. That would be awesome. I want to see him play again. And I agree with Dean. I'm going to go with Video Drew. I think, you know, an excuse to see Video Drew play. I totally see her loving horror and studying it up for it, too. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I, those two I would say. Okay. Um, Video Drew, hands down. She's been very vocal about it. Horror is a strength of hers. Mm -hmm. um, horror, thriller, crime, tomato, tomato, the fusion of the three is her strength. <laughs> um, I also have to say Vinny. Vinny also considers horror, uh, horror thriller uh, to be a, um, um, in monster movies, to be considered to be, um, uh, uh, you know, you know, strengths as well. So honestly, because of that alone, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up slipping in. So Drew, so two Vs, uh, Video Drew and Vinny Bencuso. Fair enough. So that's my threesome. Like, I would be surprised any of those three. I think any combination of that Vinny, mm -hmm. Andres, and uh, Video Drew as well. So either way, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Um, yeah. So all right. Uh, let's move on to the Finstock Exchange in the Horizon. Is this where we see Gray Drake? Potentially. I have no idea if she's a horror person. So no clue. I, don't I think we see the barbarian hands down. I think barbarian just loves see, and I and I see Riley loves horror. Like yeah. so I could totally see Riley being one of the people put in. It would not surprise me one bit. So Riley and Barbarian, like uh, Leo says in the chat, totally makes sense to me. That is my 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 call would be Riley and Barbarian as well. I could see Gray Drake things slipped in as one of times. Awesome. It's just one of those things you know that you want to have um someone who hasn't played very much as well. Gray hasn't played, so give her a chance to play mm -hmm. is the kind of place you put her in. Uh, Sabrina does love horror too, though. Sabrina Ramirez does love horror. And she only got the one match. So that could be it too. Yeah, that's um, true. I don't know. It's, it's a tough thing. Uh, it depends. I know Craig just loves playing. I think he yeah. put any mm -hmm. exhibition match and he's going to put himself in there if he can. So he'll probably fight for it. Um, but you're right. Riley loves it too. Uh, Riley loves horror. So Riley was in one of the, some of the horror exhibitions, so I wouldn't be mm -hmm. surprised at all. Um, I think it's not going to be Ben Bateman. I think it's not going to be. Uh, John Roca. I think it's not going to be Dan Merle. I think it's I not going to be Milana or Emily Rose or Cody. So if I had to come down to it, my instinct says, my instincts is saying Barbarian and Riley. That's my uh, instinct too. I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if Sabrina or Gray snuck in for one of them. I love it if they did. We need some more ladies playing. That might be exactly the reason why we do maybe have some, some female competitors in there. What do you think, Alex? Um, for exchange, honestly, I think a new person is going to sneak in there. I think it's going to be Sabrina Ramirez and Cody Hall. Cody Hall's a potential. I, I just like, I, I really like Cody Hall. And I'm like, how has he not played again? He was neck and neck. And one of my favorite matches ever up against Lon Harris in his debut, debut match. And that was fantastic. And he was wearing like the, the Looney Tune shirt and everything. Yep. 
And I was like, my boy, I like this guy. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? I'm a fan already. So I don't know. I don't know why. I, you know, my gut says him. So why not? Fair enough. Uh, all right. How about corruption? Got Kalinowski and Allison. Yeah, Mark Edward Hoyk, Dewberry, Elliot Dewberry, Laura Kelly, Klee Wiggins, Marisol, Rick Ramos, Claudia Dolph, and Adam Collins. Another one which I don't really know. I mean, I know Mark Edward Hoyk's been away with some personal issues, I don't know, but he but he's a big, big horror kind of guy. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he, he does that. Uh I don't know about Dewberry and Horror. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think it's gonna be Laura Kelly. It's just Star Wars. I think that's Star Wars in it for her. Yeah. Does Mike and Chance decide to go into this kind of kind of thing? I could see Chance. I could see Chance. It wouldn't surprise me if Chance did. Uh, uh, Mike, I don't. I don't see it. Adam Collins has he likes his horror. Also, could Adam Collins step in? Yeah. Um, do we have? There's a guy listed, Rick Ramos, who hasn't played yet. Is he still on there? I don't even know if he's still on there. Was he dropped or not? I don't even know. Uh, but he's another one we don't know anything about. Um, Claudia Dolph is another one. Who hasn't played very much? Um, I do think. Uh, I don't know. Who do you, who do you guys predict? Um, it's really hard. I like I said, don't know necessarily who would be have it be the strings. I'm just gonna go with Collins and uh, Ellison Chance. I'm not like I'm sold on that. It could totally be anyone else, but that's what I'm going with. Right. Okay. <laughs> who do you think, Alex? I'm gonna go with the mystery some mystery people okay i'm just thinking you know what um ig people ish kind of love they like movies like with monsters and weirdness and you know what 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 are movies with a lot of monsters and weirdness star wars so i'm gonna go with laura kelly wow <laughs> I don't it's like why not? I don't know. It's a hard one. It would be fun. I just like it's more like wishful thinking more than like practical practicality, honestly. And I'm gonna go with like Clay Wiggins. I, I loved her and um I don't know. I, I I just again it comes down to wishful thinking, not realistic in my case. Fair enough. Um all right, I think I think it's not gonna be chance. I think chance is too busy. He wants to yeah. study for IG, so study for team. I don't think he wants to like put it away right now to, to do the horror thing. So I don't think he does it. I think we're gonna see. I want to go with Adam Collins because he's he want, he's in that kind of I want to play still every time if I can. Um, and I think I'm gonna say Mark Edward Hoyk. I think he's gonna want to do it's a digital thing. He can pull in for one night. I think he might might be good for him to do. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Collins and Mark Edward Hoyk. Okay. So, all right. Uh, let's move on to the quirky marks here. This is an interesting category. Well, I think Bibiani's, there's no way Bibiani's not going to be in this. I don't care how many matches he's playing. Bibs loves or This is built for him. Yeah, but so, we also have Perry and Haley, though, too. I, think, I know. That's who I got. I'm that's like, why I had is Perry and Haley. Yeah, both Perry and Haley, even though Bibs yep. won the, won yeah. the, the horror. Yeah, because he, so he's got. Yeah. And he will like, continue stuff. to play. I'm saying no way. I think I say it's one of the girls and Bips. I don't know which one of your Perry or Haley. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe Perry plays a singles tournament. Maybe they play Witching Power and then Haley gets the horror thing and then she gets the horror thing with Bips. That's my, my prediction. So I'll go Haley and, and Bibs. I can't see Bibs stepping aside for this. He he does everything he can to do they, horror matches. That yeah. I mean it's definitely he's like he's very vocal about it. It is one hundred percent a strength. He loves it. It's uh bye-bye. Um He's just played so much, and I just want 
Haley and Perry so much. You want it, it, it got a, is that going to happen? That's my, that's what I, I'm yeah, but I honestly think that if Bibbs were to step down for anyone, if Haley was like, hey, can I compete in this one? Bibbs would 100% be like, by all means. Bibbs is a gentleman for both these. You know, you got a horror match and a free for all match, which is Bibbs' speciality. I think there's no I, I stand way. by what I said. Okay. You can. I just don't think that I, you know, and he is a gentleman. He probably would, but I don't think she's going to ask. I think this is like, this is his domain. I would be shocked if Bibbs doesn't play in this kind of match. All right. All right. Fine. fine. Um, maybe it's Haley and Bibbs. That's what, well, that's my prediction. That was my prediction. I think Perry gets, gets, gets a tournament. Haley gets a match. They both, Perry and Haley get the tag team, or the team tournament, and then Haley gets the horror. Or if you're from. So. Is it going to be live or no? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't said either way, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Interesting enough. I, yeah, I, William's got a good point. Having Bibbs call the match would be fun because he's just. Maybe. He's that'd oh, that'd be But I still, I still mm-hmm. say Bibbs in there. I I can't be convinced otherwise. I mean, I fine, Paul. I, I, until, Your reasoning is just. Okay. We don't blame you for thinking the way you do. Thank you. Let's go on to the rock stars. And Draco, Snyder, Damon, Howard, Vavida, Del Rio, Habon, Gertler, Cavedo, or Chris Jericho. All right. I'll start off and say that Andraco is in. I don't know who the other people are, but Andraco is the one that loves Jericho. You said he wanted the horror. He wants the horror uh, division. He was mm-hmm. one of the horror division. I think Andrew was definitively in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. else goes, that's the second person I know. Is this where we see Stacey Howard again? I don't know what she is in horror. I don't know if she likes horror. I don't think she likes horror as far as I know. Um, but I don't think you see Snyder. I think this is kind of out of his thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised about Vavida maybe. Yeah, I can see him being a horror guy. Uh, or maybe David Del Rio gets another shot. I don't know what David. I don't know what any of them like. To be honest. I honestly don't know who. Could so my guess would be Andreco or uh, Andreco and either Vavita or De, or Howard. Those are my my predictions. Narrow it down to two, my dude. Pick two. Pick Fine. two. Andreco and Andreco and Vavita. That's my guess. I'm going to go with Andreco because I do agree. I think he is the most for sure absolutely going to be in there. I am going to go with Snyder, though, because like talking to him poor chill, he loves like murder mysteries and true crime and things like that. I do as well. And I also am realizing horror actually that has a lot of crossover. So maybe he watched a little bit more horror than we did. I mean, one of them's before the crime happens and one is during the crime happening. Yeah. So maybe he watches a little bit more of it than we suspect. So that's yeah. the only reason I'm going Snyder. I'm- I almost feel like I almost feel like Ross is leaning on them so much, Andre and Snyder. So I feel mm-hmm. like they want to get somebody else in the in the faction a little bit. That's mm-hmm. something. Yeah, also true. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm gonna base my guesses. Uh, Mark and Draco, absolutely. To me, that felt like a shoe in. Um, but also, I'm gonna go with uh, to me one of the most underrated competitors on Schmodown, David Del Rio. Um, if we okay, if we want to talk about competitors that are the definition of underrated, he's <laughs> been that fire for a while. Every time he has a match, it's so good. It's down to the wire. It's fantastic. Do we? He went into overtime with Chance in a round one match. Like, so great. Was yeah. fantastic. He, yeah. he's, he's pretty fantastic. He he's like, mm-hmm. yes. 
But I'm going to go with Del Rio just because, again, hopeful thinking. Okay. I, I get that. Putting it out there, just putting it out to the universe. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, all right. Let's move on to. Oh, uh, we had a super chat earlier. I must have missed. I just it came in now. We'll just say it now. Uh, wipe your cords from Christopher Atkinson. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, wipe your cords with a mix of white vinegar and water and no more chewing. So that's a, help you with your little cat issue uh, <laughs> and the wires. So uh, thank you, Christopher, for that. Sorry I missed it so uh, later on. Uh, no, thank you. you. Swag. Makuga. Yeah. <laughs> What's the answer? Who's not going to be in this turn, in this horizon? Uh, but it would be so funny if he was, though. <laughs> uh, Polyama, Lon Harris, Chandru, Makuga, Liz Shannon Miller, Al Adam Halavik, RB3, Andres Cabrera, Sean Gerber, and Frank Moran. I got no idea here. I've got a clue. Nobody in there screams horror. I think Lon Harris actually knows horror better than he than he showed uh, against Collins. He has said that he I knows it better. So I wouldn't be surprised if he threw his hat in the ring. Um, but I don't know. Adam Halavik strikes me as a kind of guy who would like horror. But I don't. Again, this is all completely based on my read on who they are. I've never seen anything either way. Um, so I'm going to guess. I, I think Liz Shannon Miller stays in the singles room. I think she stays in her lane for now, but maybe she does too. I don't know. I'm going to say... What about Andres Cabrera? Does he like horror? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know. All right. I'm, uh, since I don't have any idea, I'm going to go Lon and Adam Halavik. That's my guess. Okay. I'm going to go Lon because I do agree. Having talked with Lon, he is a horror guy. Sometimes the movies you haven't seen just come up sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, that was like John's Roca's problem with Westerns the other day. So it just sometimes the movies you haven't seen come up. I think he is strong in horror. So I say Lon. And just for the entertainment value and storyline and stuff like that, I am going to say Makuga. It's not going to happen, but I'm going to say Makuga because I think it would be very entertaining. It could be. And he could guess to pull all these answers out of his butt and somehow win it, and it would be fantastic. It could be the case for pure <laughs> entertainment value. They do it. I could see that. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to say. What about you, Al? F it. You know, I'm going to go with Liz Shannon Miller. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know. Again, projecting. <laughs> um, but also what's in horror movies crime and you know what also supernatural stuff and you know something ace and i have bonded over the underworld series because i know the underworld series uh, better than franchise better than he does and um that is a horror franchise and uh as a result i think that he is gonna i think he's gonna be the pick for the horror one in underworld a horror franchise it is. It's about vampires and vampires doesn't mean horror. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it has horror elements. But I mean it's like very specifically to horror movies. It's about mm -hmm. vampires actively trying to kill humans. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's elements of like it is like a horror action adventure, but it's, it's still horror. Yeah. I could consider it more of a thriller, but okay, I'll take it. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also define the lighthouse as 100% a horror movie, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I get that. Um, all right. Well, we got the usual suspects next. Uh, on there, we got Andrew Guy, Janine, Matt Atchity, Cameron Rice, Jen Kemp, Ethan Irwin, Molly Damon, Sabina Graves, Robert Montano, and Doug Benson. Is this where we see Doug Benson make his debut 
as the uh, celebrity showdown competitor. I don't know if he likes hard eye. No, I don't really know much about him. He's a comedian, does a lot of podcasts for him, and maybe this is where he steps in. Um, I know it's not going to be Andrew Guy. I don't think he's a big horror guy. Uh, Janine, maybe. Erwin, maybe. But I, I feel like this is where you're going to plug somebody else in besides your number ones there, maybe. My guess is Atchity and Benson. That's my guess. I have no idea. I'll go with Atchity. I could totally see that happening. Um, sure, Benson. I mean, they recruited Benson. They haven't used him yet. Maybe they could throw him in there. So, yeah. How about Robert Montano? I think he actually does like horror. I think I've heard him say oh, that too. Robert he, Montano does like horror. He I might think you're right. I don't, I'm in. terrible at keeping track of that. <laughs> I'll keep, maybe I'll say Robert. I'm going to switch mine to Robert Montano and, and Doug Benson. Any thoughts, Alex? Um, I was uh, honestly my guess for this one is probably going to be Janine and Robert Montano. Honestly, um, I know Janine. As far as I know, horror movies aren't a huge strength, but I know a lot of her favorite horror movies, such as Scream, are are horror movies. Uh, that she's mentioned she loves a lot of coming of age horror, that kind of thing. But also, if Resident Evil, that whole franchise is horror, one hundred percent Underworld is horror. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that is all the factions. I believe I didn't miss any, did I? Let's see. I got through. So uh, I think that's where we will wrap it up. If you got any questions from the chat, I know you've been doing some streamlabs here and there, no more recently. Uh, if there's any questions in the chat, why don't we we uh, plug our material, and you guys can we'll answer anything you guys have in between that time. By the time we're done with plugging material, we'll answer those questions. Alice, where can the folks find you? What are you doing? You can find me right here uh, at real underscore Alex Mack. You can also find me uh, participating in Cinema Bias every single Tuesday at 10 o'clock central. Um, Video Drew and I dive into a movie that one or both of us have not seen. I have never seen the Blair Witch Project. Guess what we're covering on Tuesday? Blair Witch Project. Um, also, next week, we're going to be having a quirky Mercs-themed episode. And I have uh, some really great competitors. So I'm excited to get that going. All right, good. Uh Never know. Never know. Never know. Well, he is a Shimominati, so you never know. If strings could be pulled. I'm retired. Anyway, Kelsey, where can the good folks find you? You can find me laying in bed watching Hocus Pocus, because by that definition given to me, that's a horror movie, because it's witches wanting to eat children's souls. It so, is horror. It's, it's, it's not it a horror is, movie. No it, is, no, it is technically, according to its director, it's considered family horror movie. Just like and just like yeah. Scooby-Doo. Like Scooby-Doo. Uh, Adam's fam no uh, like the the animated movies where they focus on like zombies and stuff it's like family animated horror just like Adam's family it's considered family horror it's a kids horror I guess I took a horror creative writing class they were giving us the definition of horror and none of these things are the definition of horror given to me in that college creative writing class <laughs> It, it's like suspense it's a, it's a very, is, yeah. suspense is when, when it's quiet you're afraid of things coming at you thriller means there's a time frame so like if you don't get something done by a certain amount of time something bad's gonna happen and horror is when you sympathize with the bad guys such as frankenstein things like that because they're they have trauma in their life that caused them to have the events so that's like the textbook definition of horror when i know underworld Underworld, you don't sympathize with them. You 100% sympathize with the Selena, Selena's character. But, but, like, her goal is to save people. Okay, her goal is to do something in time to save people. Thriller. 
Yeah, but she's also like actively trying to like kill things. It, it's, 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 it's very, it's very vast. I, I was taught it by my. I was taught it as a horror action adventure by my um, by my film studies teacher as mm -hmm. an example of like a merge genre. But I mean, just like just like it was like talking about in Creed movie. I got into a debate about the movie Creed, um, and they were like Creed should not be a drama, and I was like, it's one hundred percent a drama sports movie. Warrior is a drama and a sports movie, but it doesn't mean because it's a sports movie, it can't be a drama. It's both. Mm -hmm. It can be both, just like yeah, it can be multiple genres. It's just it, it can't. It's a merge of both. Whether or not it's more happening in a movie doesn't make it a horror movie. It just just because there's more <laughs> family aspects than horror, it's moot point. There's horror aspects of it, and that by a definition makes it a horror film. Right. Is it a ninety? Does it, it does it have to be ninety percent a horror movie? No, but it can be a family horror. It can be an action horror, or it can be a thriller horror. Um, but it's also uh, the definition of horror movies really also varies not only by professor professor but between critics you should hear whitney seibold and bibbs argue about mm -hmm. the definition of horror movies on their podcast this yeah. one horror. thing weston is i'm kate pegasel's not she's the protagonist she's not the villain in that story so therefore that's not the person i'm talking about sympathizing with i'm talking about who she's battling as the person so lucian lucian and yeah. you do sympathize with him the entire time right. though because his purpose is trying <laughs> to in order to save the woman he loves and you actively sympathize with him the entire time. And you are, by the end of it, you are actually like, actually, and he, there's a reason why he gets a sequel, his character. Well, prequel, technically. I have not lost control. I'm just really entertained by this. That's why I've yep. control. Let's uh, just say, uh, I think the difference here is film studies versus creative writing studies. Right? I will yeah. interject yeah. real quick. And That's where my class say, I will yeah. say, I um, actually agree with both of you. Yeah. Part, you both have important, uh, both have points that are valid points. Um, it's I, I kind of lean a little bit more towards Alice than that. I think horror has a definite, more broader <laughs> sense of genre, and mm -hmm. our kids' horror films or our family horror films are more like scares. They're not really horror. They're just in that realm of monsters and mm -hmm. fear, dealing with some kind of fear, which is our scary, which mm -hmm. is in children's souls are scary to children. Mm -hmm. Actually, now it's Hocus Pocus are really horror. It's more of a horror comedy, if anything else, to me, to be honest. Yeah. But it's still horror. It's still that horror. It's, it, it varies. It's genre bending, just like mm -hmm. Army of Darkness. I consider it a comedy more than a horror movie. But it's also, by definition, directed Sammy Raimi. He's like, it's 100% a horror comedy, not a comedy horror. Uh, um, so it, it's all about genre bending. No great movie is only one genre, just like no great book. Yeah. I am not arguing that fact. I don't feel like that <laughs> category, it, it's not one of the categories that it is. Is. I'll have to yeah. yeah. over. Bring this back and to photo. I'm going to contact PJ Campbell and see if he would write Hocus Pocus in a horror category. Uh, it could. I mean, like honestly, it could be. You know, I mean, like mm -hmm. if Creed one and two could be in both drama and sports, technically, no reason why it couldn't. All right, we're wrapping it up. Wrapping up that discussion. Anyway, uh, you find me at Kelsey Gonzalez on Twitter, Instagram. There you go. Exactly. There you go. Uh, you can find me at underscore Denuzio on Twitter. Uh, you can find me uh, every week here on Called Action Live, usually, and on Chilled Action, which tomorrow uh, I'll play the little clip.
And for everybody, you got Sam Levine and Rachel Cushing. That should be a great one. Uh, I really love that combo, and it should be very, very, very much fun. Um, but you can also find me on a bunch of different shows recently. You can find me on PLD Projects. I did my show about V today. Uh, you can find me on Action Industries, producing Ben and Drew's shows, as well as hosting Class Action, usually weekly, when Eric, Eric Jarvis is feeling a little better. He's a little under the weather, which is why we had to cancel this week. Um, but also the general debate. And uh, yeah, all the things, all those good, fun shows. Um, I think that's all we have. I have a couple of questions that we will get to. There's a quick super chat right there. Christopher Atkinson been there all night. I haven't really seen you before in the chat. I hope, uh, maybe I have. If I have, I'm sorry I missed you. But uh, welcome to the show. I'm hoping you're enjoying it. You will come back. Uh, five dollars. Would Exorcist Three have been even better if Ed Harris played Brad Dourif's role as a Gemini killer? I say yes. You're never going to get an argument for me that Ed Harris play a role better than anybody. I love Brad Dourif both, though. I do love Brad Dourif. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely, Ed Harris makes any, makes any movie better. Uh, Christopher, I actually didn't really talk to you at some point afterwards. We should uh, talk about some things that go on. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Kelsey, have you even seen the, have you seen the Exorcist 3? I have not. I've seen the first one, wasn't a fan, have not gone past that. Okay. Alex, have you watched Exorcist 3? Uh, that one in particular, no, I've only seen the first one. Uh, I, I've wait, scratch that. I have seen The Exorcism of El Emily Rose. That one was actually really good. Um, that one is great. Um, the first one, I was just like terrified because there's literally a scene of a crucifix. Only fans, that cat ass, one, two, three, coming in hot, get your tear today. Um, but yeah, there's like a literally a scene of uh, Reagan, her character, where she like stabs her her genitalia, um, her, her genitals with a crucifix. So it's like, ha, ha. it's like, oh, terrifying. All right, Wes and I are doing this or that, and I assume Underworld or Resident Evil. Don't like either. Uh, <laughs> If I had a pick like the underworld, because it's so campy and ridiculous, and I like that though. And also, like my little like thirteen year old emo kid self was obsessed with the first emo, with was obsessed with the first underworld movie. It's a vibe, I but I haven't. I've only seen the first Resident Evil movie, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. Um, I've seen, I have seen all of them, uh, but they are all kind of forgettable to me. They're fine. Um, I'll, I probably would pick Underworld, I think, only because I think I, I did like that first one a little more than the rest of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. Okay. Well, Malcolm's been alert to many other things. Malcolm, what is your favorite superhero TV show? <gasps> Go, Kelsey. It's Smallville. I want to rewatch it already. I mean, give me an excuse. Someone needs to do like a, like a nerd chronic or video chronic kind of like trivia thing on it. So I have an excuse to like binge watch it like three times because I want to watch it again. Okay. It's it not a Harley Quinn, huh? I like the Harley Quinn animated, but it just wow. it doesn't have Lex in it, and it doesn't have. Actually, there is Lex. Okay, but there not, is not, not 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 like my Lex. Lex. He is Lex. He is the only <laughs> Lex I have liked so far, including the Harley Quinn animated. He's he's fine. I'm not. I just want to put this out there: Giancarlo Esposito voices Lex Luthor in the animated series. So, bam. Mm. Putting it like so, yeah, we don't, we don't talk about. Let's see. I've been uh, Mind Hunter is definitely a favorite as far as like limited series. We haven't really seen all that much of it. Um, I'm really loving the boys. Um, Mind Hunter. The superhero show. 
So, uh, is it not? Yeah, Mindhunters, the the one was where they interview serial killers on Netflix. That's that's a superhero. Show? No, I no I, I no no it's no it's not a superhero. I, well, I, yes, I, not that's your favorite superhero TV show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're detectives. They're pretty much. I was very confused. <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah, I completely misunderstood that question. I thought it was like general like any TV show. Never mind, forget me. Um, the uh, the Harley Quinn animated series is probably my favorite superhero based show. I like the boys. I don't love the boys, but I really like it though. I like the boys. Um. I really enjoy The Flash with my son. My son loves The Flash. I like watching The Flash with him. It's been a good one. I have a very, but I, if I had to go all old school here, I was a big fan growing up, and I know I'm aging myself here, but I love the old Batman 66 show. Uh, mm, so Pound Zoom, all that stuff. That's probably my Too favorite. Too campy for me. I get it. When you're eight years old, though, it's not campy it's at all. It's so ridiculous. It's it's campy in a wonderful way, though. Yeah, it is. So uh, I'll go that, go that route. Um, all right, let's see. Dean Morgan with the news of Lion King 2 happening. What's your favorite Disney sequel? I'm assuming you mean animated sequel or live action remake animated sequel. <laughs> the Disney, saying Disney is such a... Yeah, and can we also mute Jake, please? Can you mute Jake? Oh, boy. What did Jake say? I get down on you. Oh, wow. Very justified. Oh, it's wow. not justified. No, I mean, like, no, I mean, specified oh, for beauty. you. For, Thank yeah, you. Sorry. Thank you, bro. <laughs> That's that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know. Disney many. movie fans. I like watching Disney movies. I don't know any much of the sequels. To be honest, though, I did like The Lion King uh, one and a half. I liked that. That was kind of cool. Um, Incredibles two was kind of cool. Frozen two was kind of cool. Oh, we're talking about like actual sequels. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like Aladdin three. Uh, that was a good one. Um, there was this awesome, really movie, really great movie called Aladdin, uh, King of Thieves. Yeah, about, about Aladdin's dad, which is really fun. I loved it. I was like obsessed. I was like, oh my gosh, he's a saddie. <laughs> he's I so pretty. Like he's so beautiful with his like beard and mustache. I was like, oh, what is this feeling? <laughs> So sudden and new. What is this feeling? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening, but I like it. <laughs> Maybe you're like eight years old. <laughs> that one, I also loved um, Lion King. I also loved Lion King 2, though. I'm about uh, Simba's da daughter falling in love with Scar's potential mm -hmm. son. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not really reveals that, but they say that they are related. So yeah, kind of. So that makes them siblings or potential cousins. Mm -hmm. okay. Romeo and Juliet. I mean, right? that happens all the time. So. <laughs> cousins. And Leo Logan, favorite music biopic performance, hands <sighs> down, man. Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury. Rami Malek. Honest. Game Freddie Mercury in that movie. I have to agree, especially the Live Eight scene. Yeah. That theme right there, just that 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 right there is my pick. So. People could argue that it's a they don't like the movie, and I get that. Whatever, I like the movie, yeah. but, but Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury was probably the best performance I'd seen as a music biopic. Val Kilmer from The Doors. That's a good one too. That's a fun one. It's not a fun one. It's a great one. It's not a fun movie to watch. It's a hard movie to watch. It's very difficult. <laughs> uh, I had a fun time with that's it. Like, that's like the saying, Son of Sam was such a fun serial killer. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no! Yeah, that's fun. Son of Sam was a good movie. It was a good, fun movie, too. 
Son of Sam? Yeah. The serial killer? What are we yeah. are you on? <laughs> uh, Okay, Party J. Here's a food question. What food best describes you and what type of food do you dislike the most? Uh, dislike. The, the second is easy for me, ketchup. I think ketchup's disgusting and should be ended. Um, but the food that best describes me? Um, haggis? I don't know. <laughs> I love haggis, actually. I love haggis, too. <laughs> it's the reason I go to Scottish festivals. I'm like, okay, it's time to get my yearly haggis, and I'm good. And that'll be good for a year. <laughs> uh, I will say dislike tuna. In any way, shape, or form, I hate tuna. Fish. tuna today? Oh, yeah. I can't like, <laughs> around tuna with that. Like honestly, I smell tuna vomit. I, I hate it so much. Um, my best food—it probably describes me pretty well—is cheese. I'm a cheesy guy. I get it. I get very, <laughs> but I love my cheese too. So I'll take it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the same wheelhouse. Honestly, if I were if I were a food, I'd probably be like a really awesome black bean peppered hot sauce covered. Cheese quesadilla. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't need chicken. Honestly, I don't need the beef or anything. I just need like a good amount of black beans, some peppers, you know, some sauteed veggies in there. Oh, yeah. And like blend, blend, whatever. Uh, all right, we'll take one more question. Like Canada Rocks, have you guys seen any 1980s or pre 1980s live Disney movies like That Darn Cat or The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes during a really, really mm -hmm. Kurt Russell? Yeah, I saw a few of them. I believe I was, uh, I think Black Hole was pre 80s, wasn't it? Black, uh, Black Hole was pre 80s. I remember watching that as a kid. Uh, yeah, I used to watch all the 70s movies on, on, on TV. Those are good. That Darn Cat was a good one. I used to like that one. Well, how about you guys? What do you think? It's kind of been established. I'm not big on kid family ish type films for the most part, so I probably have not seen any of them. Or if I did, I don't remember. Okay, Alex, any of you? Um, yeah, uh, there's quite a few. I mean, like, um, I was a real big fan of you know Freaky Friday, the original one with Jodie Foster. Um, uh, the uh, the computer wore tennis tennis shoes with Kurt Russell. I think that's a fun one. It's fine. Um, that one, the the original Parent Trap. It's also it's also a nice little lighthearted one as well. Gotta love uh, horrible gender stereotypes. Um, <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, so much fun. Not at all horrible to our society as a whole. Yay! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I also really quickly throw in there. They had a couple of Dis uh, like the fifties and Disney had these Davy Crockett movies that my dad got me as like a double. <laughs> said I loved those Davy Crockett movies too. I used to watch them nonstop. So those is are Chitty ones. Chitty Bang Bang a Disney? I believe so. I, I think so. Because one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time, though, is Mary Poppins. That's like a that's, that's like a probably my favorite because I've seen it. <laughs> I love that movie. That yeah, I like Mary Poppins. So, yeah, but, that one. Absolutely. I mean, my favorite movie when I was seven was Starship Troopers. So that should kind of tell you like what I watched as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched that movie as a kid, and I and I rewatched it for the first time in like if, many years. I didn't laugh once. Really? What? I just I was just like, oh, Luke kept checking in on me, being like, "You're laughing at," <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "It's like almost like that episode from like uh, How I Met Your Mother." Where like Ted is like waiting for his girlfriend oh. to be like, "Wow, Star Wars!" Mm -hmm. so it kind of felt like that a little bit, and I was like. It's cool. 
There you go. Uh, I respect it, though. All right. Uh, shaggy Dog was fun, too. I do wear the Shaggy Dog now. I haven't thought about it in a long, long time. But uh, those are good ones, too. Alex hates good movies. Shocker. Wow. That's rude, but whatever. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's what we will. That's how we will end today. I believe it's just two over two hours now. Thank you so much. I missed your question in the chat. I apologize. I'll get to next time. No more streamlines or anything like that. Uh, we've already plugged everything. So uh, hit that like, hit that subscribe, give us a comment, tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, uh, what you agreed with, what you didn't agree with. Why am I an idiot? I know I am. It's okay. You tell me. Um, and of course, you also listen to us on audio or on audio podcast everywhere. So get that going as well. And, and rate uh, it. And rate it. That's right. Rate uh, it on our, like Apple Podcasts and stuff because that'd be amazing. It helps, helps out. And it we helps. appreciate you guys. So, all right, guys. Take care. Uh, again, come back tomorrow night to see us. Chill, chill action with uh, with Rachel and uh, Sam Levine. This will be fun. Uh, otherwise, we will see you next time. We salute you guys. Take care. And wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask, motherfucker. <laughs>